so show us the cookies again, Brittany. Oh, and we I, we literally mean cookies. Yeah, don't, don't don't try to cancel me like Diddy. I literally mean chocolate chip cookies. All right, this is a shameless plug. And no, they did not pay me to do this. I just love them. So Tiff's Treats, definitely in Atlanta. They have a few locations and they deliver. My um, cookies just got here. That's why we was like, y'all had to make sure I answer my front desk for the cookies. But y'all, I got the chocolate chip ones. Look how they're just like breaking. And oh, oh my God. Oh, God. Uh, are and they doing, Brittany? They're so are they good. gooey? You gotta take you gotta take a bite, ma'am. Like you did all that. Like you gotta there you go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, these cookies are so good. Remind me of a couple ladies I know, I'll tell you. And on that, let's get started. I'm not saying I'm gonna rule the world or I'm gonna change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world, and that's our job. And that is our job. It's a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You You say the whole thing. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the almighty a pod named Kickback. Avengers have assembled. You know what I'm saying? And um, what's today's day, y'all? I'm going to stamp this. January 21st, 2024. We are here. I am no brace new to Righteous Ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Each and every week, we write back at it. I am the Black Savage, the Magneto of my people. And I want to introduce, we got a, a full house tonight. I'm going to introduce some familiar faces. Uh, always starting with the ladies, we have the amazing corporate Black girl, Brittany Sade. Where my round of applause for Brittany? Because she, she bought them cookies today. <laughs> them cookies look good. They, they are. <laughs> All right. Um, and we also have uh my right hand foot. Um, can you say the right hand, left hand, whatever he is, give it up for J Lou. Come on, find applause. And last but not least, we got my big cuz who has started the Man Up podcast. We got Randy T in the damn building. Hey, question: Do you do you still call people your big cousin if y'all like in y'all forties and shit, or do you just say cousin? Do you still I'm, say big cousin or big I'm brother? Big you still cousin. do that? I'm still your big cousin, man. Right. <laughs> Don't make me throw you in the bushes like I did our other little cousin to prove it. <laughs> right, that's why he's speaking to you now. Stop throwing people in the bushes. <laughs> All right, um, so guys, I think this is gonna be a great show. We're gonna talk about some very important things. Um, me and J. Lou and Brittany had actually talked about this offline um, individually about me wanting to do more ideas. I wanted to get more into ideas instead of just topics. And I would do that every now and then. 
but I will make it like a special episode. And instead of doing a special episode, I wanted to make sure every week we got a chance to discuss these ideas. I'm getting a little bit of feedback. Anybody got their volume up? It's a little bit of feedback. Um, but I definitely want to say uh, I'm happy to be doing this episode. The, the theme of this episode is Man Up for 2024. And people might go, Man Up? He got Britney on the show. Yeah, we need a lady around to keep us in check and make sure we we manning up and we're, we're hitting those guidelines. Ain't that right, Britt? That is absolutely right. And I am the woman for the job. So thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So it's going to be one of them. It's going to be one of them. But I want to start with, um, so a lot of people, you know, so they can get to know you guys, the, the, those that don't know you, because we got a whole different audience in here tonight. I want to uh, start with our high and low of the week. And um, let's go ahead and get into that. Now, high low. Who wants to go first? All right. Um, well, actually, you know what? Before we do the high low, I want everybody to uh, let's go around and just give the people a little bit of information about you. I feel like I skipped all of that. I intro myself and didn't get y'all to say who you are, where you from, what you do, and how you like your cookies. So, Miss Brittany, sorry, let's start with you. <laughs> okay, who I am? I'm Brittany Sade, also known as the Corporate Black Girl. What I do, I'm a trusted financial advisor by day, but I'm also an advocate of self-love. I'm a girl's girl, um, but also an advocate of financial literacy and financial education. So you'll hear me talk about that a lot. Um, and who I am, because who I am is not what I do. Um, well, actually, I'm just Brittany Sade. Y'all know me. Y'all know me. I'm not going to keep doing this. I feel like I do an intro every single time. Y'all know who I am. Um, for those of you who are new here, you'll get to know me by the end of this. But yeah, that's just a little bit about me. All right. <laughs> Jay Lou, what it do? Ah, uh, Jay Lou, who am I? Um, in the corporate world, I'm an insurance analyst. Uh, on my own, I do. Uh, I've started my own uh, agency, the JWL agency, auto, home, life, business, all that good stuff. Uh, in Georgia, uh, JWLAgency.com. Follow me. Um, I'm a father, a son, a brother to a lot of sisters and a lot of cousins who think they uh that I'm their brother. So I try to be, be in that 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 mid tier. Uh, as far as my perspectives, you know, making sure I'm respecting them um, and also kind of provide feedback on that way. There it is, Randy T. Hey, it's Randy T, Mr. Man Up Monday, man up all day, every day. So um, what I do, I, by profession, I am a personal risk advisor, like J. Lou, New Breaks, we all in the same thing. Brittany, we all in the same circle. Um but other than that, like I'm living man up all day, every day, trying to help real men find real manhood because there's been so many, so many false ideologies that so many of us have grown up not knowing what it is to be a man. And generationally, like we search for it and then we suffer for lack of finding it. Mm -hmm. And I'm that's my lane to help to help all a real men find real manhood. I like it. I like it. I need to introduce myself too. I'm new. I do some insurance and shit sometimes. I'm doing a podcast sometimes, and um, and I'm single. And I like long walks along the beach. Oh my, you know. Not a long, <laughs> a long walk on the beach. A long walk on the beach. Okay. Oh man. Um, and shout out to our sponsor. Shout out Moe's Marvelous Cleaning. If you need to get your home clean, you need to get your house clean, you need to get your job office clean. You had a late night, one night stand, and your wife was coming home in the morning. You need to get rid of the evidence. 
you all at mosmarvelouscleaning.com. Use code kickbackers and you get 10% off, man. I'm trying to help you out. And if when you had that one night stand, you needed some extra toys or something to kind of get things right, then go to mysexroom.net, use code kickbackers, 10% off of everything. Everything, everything. Now, having said that, high low. Uh, who want to go first? Well, I tell you what, I, I go first. High, high and low of the week. Um, my high was I went to a um, a conference with my insurance um, agency um, in Orlando last week, and it was just it was a great feeling. It was it was exhilarating. It's kind of, it almost felt like you was in some kind of uh, what do you call them? The MLMs where everybody gets you hype and they got the guest speakers and everybody coming through and you guys can do it. hype. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I won a couple dollars doing this doing this event uh, for my you know achievement throughout the year. Uh, Montel George was you know shouting us out. He did some little video thing and just getting to really meet everybody and know everybody. And I take me wherever I go. I'm me wherever I go, I, wherever. So everybody called me No Breaks did. And um, when I won my award, everybody was like No Breaks, No Breaks. And I'm like. <laughs> You would think like this motherfucker, but like I, I meet wherever I go, and it's cool to be appreciated, even in corporate circles, for being me. That was my high. Um, my low, and all that energy, all that hypeness, I still came, <laughs> I came back and did not have the week I wanted. I had a decent week, but I had, when I, when I leave this conference, I'm gonna have my best week ever. I'm gonna, yeah, and in the week, fired I, was, up. I was fired up, but I had a decent week. I'm like, damn, I really wanted to knock it out of the box, knock it out of the park that first week. So that was part of my low. You know, um, didn't hit the numbers I wanted, but still hit some numbers, still on the board. What about you, Britt? Um, <clears throat> so my low kind of turned into a high. So I'll start with the low. Um, so right after New Year, probably about the second or third, I had water in my floor and I'm like, what, what's going on? Um, long story short, my water heater broke um and like a janky repair from the previous owner and it was doing like a slow leak thing didn't know it but eventually like now it's coming through the floor so called a plumber um i've got home warranty so i'm like oh i've got home warranty all good right so call the plumber plumber gets here he's able to like fix the issue but i have no water so um no water you know thank god for my boo had somewhere to go, but um, called home warranty or whatever. You, American Home Shield, by the way. And I'm like, okay, they're going to fix everything. So it spent. I spent a whole day. So let's just say that happened like Wednesday, Thursday. Spent all day Friday trying to find a plumber that not only could come out, but could work on condos. A lot of plumbers in Atlanta don't work on in high-rise buildings. Mm. So I'm like calling American Home Shield, like, hey, guys, before you start, like, connecting me to plumbers, can you guys please make sure they actually work on high-rises? So after six tries, finally got someone in, um, temporary repair, now we're going into the weekend. Nobody really works on weekends unless it's an emergency. So Monday comes, going back and forth with home warranty because um, home warranty sucks, by the way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> They paid for like this much of it because everything else is not covered under the policy. So I would say that um, you're better off saving, just having money set aside, that money that you would be paying on a home warranty. Just set that money aside and use that as your maintenance fund. I don't, 
I don't feel like home warranties are any, I no longer feel like they are a good thing because this was my first time having to use it. Mm. So finally I'm like, okay, they call me back. I'm getting my, you know, hot water heater. This was last week, by the way. And they're just like, okay, well the, you know, the soonest time we can come is Wednesday. Like, I guess that was like the 11th. Let's just say Wednesday, the 11th. I'm like, Oh, so you mean like next Wednesday? They're like, yeah. So we get here <laughs> Wednesday of this week and he comes in, he fixes it. I'm like, great. I had a meeting, went ahead, took a meeting from home. I was about to head into the office, go in the bathroom to wash my hands. All of a sudden I hear a really loud noise and water is like spraying everywhere. So he wow. had to end up coming back <laughs> to fix it. I will say that the plumbers, JR Plumbing, they were great. They weren't my issue. It was American Home Shield, but he ended up coming back, fixing the issue for me. Um, he actually fixed the sprayer on my sink too. He must have had to like do something with my sink because in between like fixing, I had to leave. Like I wasn't able to be here because of work and meetings and stuff like that. But shout out to JR Plumbing who got me together. And I say that like, obviously that was my low because now I have to figure out how to fix my floors, do, you know, remediation to like walls and stuff. Cause they had to come in and dry out everything. But then on Saturday, um, this past Saturday, uh, hashtag lunch bag, ATL shout out to the chapter. We feed the homeless every third Saturday of the month. And so, as you guys know, Saturday, it was freezing outside. And so I was able to really just kind of come into a situation where I had to humble myself because yes, woe is me. I did not have hot water. Um, yes, I have to fix things in my condo, but at the end of the day, at least I have shelter. At least I have the ability to fix my hot water heater and now have hot water because there are people out there who are in a much worse situation and they're, you know, not complaining. So it was a moment where it was rough for me, but I also had to understand, like, thank God I had the means to correct everything. I have hot water now. Um, but the saga, the saga continues with fixing um, everything else. So sorry to make a long story long, but that was like my high low of the week. Okay. And that was a, that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hope everything goes well with the floor. Um, if any, any flooring, constructional, wall repair I, people listening. Uh, I, I, I got I got you, Brittany. We 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 talk offline. I, I I got some I got some stuff for you to help you with all with the condo and all that water detection. I'm uh -huh. a personal risk manager and okay. condos. That's condos. The number one loss of condos is water loss. Oh yeah, it's some stuff. It's some it's some stuff that you can get with not only lower will get you get your homeowners discount lower. Mm -hmm. Let's talk. Okay, Let's cool. Talk. Thank That's you. Boom. J. Lou, talk to us. Hello. Hi, low. Uh, what's the low? I got a lot of stuff I got to do around the house. Like I got to. Um, I told you I started my deck, so I, I, like I did the, the main part of my deck. So I got to do the stairs and the rails. I'm gonna have to recreate some stuff. I was hoping I just had to take the stairs off and replace it. So you know that was just a little headache. Um, then just household stuff. You know, so you know, you know, you wash a whole bunch of clothes you got folded up, getting all getting all ready for the week. <laughs> so, I don't fold them. I let them next to me like a girlfriend. Call it laundry bay. <laughs> Uh, hi, what I got? The, the, my goals is in, in play. Like, um, I told you, you know, the workout goals, you know, so I've, I've been hitting that, uh, heavy with the, uh, with the watch, um, marketing. I, um, uh, that was, that was big on my list. So I got some lead, my lead programs and stuff like that is, uh, is, is jumping into play. 
uh, next week. So, uh, you know, the, the goals is moving towards. I'm able to check off the stuff off the calendar. Good shit, man. Good shit. Randy T, talk to us. All right. Now, now I'm, I'm going to have to rebut Brittany on the home warranty thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my my story is my low is the same and guess what i got american home shield too my uh so my low was my sump pump went out like a week ago oh, um, you said two and, weeks. right and so and, and look while we while we having a monsoon and snowstorms right and they tell me i need to unplug it because it keep while i was in there it just keep it keep tripping my dishwasher and my and the man cave like it just keep it long as it's plugged in they got it on the same circuit breaker i just tell anybody if you buying around homes don't do it don't do it they are the worst builders out there if you're looking at a ryan's home look somewhere else but anyway back to american <laughs> home shield right so i call them and this is this is my third time using them Brittany. I'll, i can give you two more stories but but i was pissed at them for one because when i call them and i t they tell me i need to unplug the sump pump but they don't have anybody that can come out for a week so i'm like but they's like you know you could call a plumber we reimburse you i'm like no i don't want to be reimbursed i pay y'all monthly so i don't have to be reimbursed like yeah. this this why so but I, and i've got the highest i got the plat i got platinum coverage so no if I'm platinum. Treat me like Diddy. Come fix my shit, right? <laughs> and they was and they was like, no, we we will. Somebody be there in a the week. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna cancel. Like y'all not get my deposit if ain't nobody coming for a week. So so I called. But anyhow, a week later they came. Man came. They had to replace the whole sump pump. He tell me the pump is bad. I gotta replace it. I played my deposit. He replaced the sump pump. Put it in there. One twenty five for my pay my deductible. We working. I'm in business. So. Look, I had to wait. You know what I mean? Thank, thankfully, it wasn't nothing. Nothing bad happened. Didn't get overflowed with all the snow and the rain. I was just blessed and lucky, honestly, man. I'm just thanking God that nothing bad happened between that time. Because I was like, I was looking. We and we had some rainy days. I got six inches in my yard, like right now. So, right? so it was, it was, it was a scurry time between that. But again, they came, they fixed it, and all is well. All is well, right? And so. My high, that, that was my low and a high. My other high, I went to a networking group um, last week. Um, well, it was a couple of days ago. It was a network. It was for realtors, right? A networking group. And I was the only private risk manager that showed up there. Mm. Everybody else sell houses. I'm the only person there that want to manage y'all stuff. So do, do you know the type of context that I've made that, like, we got i got stuff set up meetings i've got three meetings on the calendar and already some in the future down the road with some people renewing on some things we talking about they it was stuff that they just brought up and it was like all right i hit risk every time somebody opened their mouth like that's that's <laughs> what i do and and i saw one problem for a guy who had a condo like you Brittany, with with some problems and heard it told him like look this is what you do after that like 20 business cards everybody in my inbox work inbox but by the time i got to work the next day right so that oh. was my high networking pays off absolutely yes sir and yeah i'm just sitting there i'm listening to everybody on a little Brittany face Brittany has had a different expression for every individual word that everybody has. <laughs> 
Yo, if y'all not watching on YouTube and you listening on um, Apple or Spotify, go to the, um, the damn YouTube, yeah, uh, when you hear this and listen to that whole high-low segment and watch Britney face. Every time Brady says something good about Home Shield. See, like, I don't do That's the face. <laughs> I am very demonstrative. Like, my face will give it away. Even if I say something nice, if you look at my face, you're going to know whether I'm lying or not because... I'm glad it worked out for you, Randy. You yeah, she's like, that wasn't my experience. <laughs> hey. oh, oh, man. I, I came out of pocket way more than 125 for my hot water heater, let me tell you. Oh, they no. covered a little something, though, but it wasn't what I paid for, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the, the sump pump was $800 if I had to pay that out of pocket, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, hey, man, you got to find a different somebody else to find a <laughs> On Amazon, got my sump pump and put it in there downstairs. It was good. <laughs> see, 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 you want, you want, I can tell, I can tell Jay, you want, you want them dudes, you building your deck, like you a handy, you just handy, you do stuff. I'm not. I'm not. I want, I want them dudes that I'm looking, I'm calling somebody. Like, who does this? this? <laughs> all six months old. You, when you start watching YouTube, you're like, you know what? And then you, the wrong person come look at you, like, hold up, I know I'm smarter than this dude. Let me just. <laughs> I'm gonna do it a weekend. I'm like, look, let me see if I real quick. If not, you know, I just I, I'm alright with paying an extra couple hundred dollars if I mess it up, but I gotta yeah. mess it. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, I need I need somebody like you in my circle live by me, so I, when I want to build the deck, I'd be like, come over, let's let's get a, let's get a twelve pack and, and make it work. Cold jack, cold jack, gotta be cold jack though. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be the yak. But um, shout out to everybody in the comments, man. I see some of our regulars. What up, Burger? But I see some new faces. What up, cuz? I see some, the family in here. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Okay, um, yeah, I, I see Trina. Yeah. And um, so, in the comments. What'd you say? Oh, yeah, that's that's the whole family there. Let me shout out. I see my Meek, oh, yes. uh, all our family there. Meek, Trina, Tina. Oh, I see him. Okay. You see him there? All right. Yeah, well, I see you, Josh. I see you, babe. So what we're going to do is let's, let's get into our viral story of the week, and then we'll get this podcast moving. And this is this is a lot. And Randy missed him earlier, but I don't know if you want to be treated like him. My left stroke just went viral. Our viral story of the week, Brother Love, Sean Diddy Combs, has Man. accumulated a few more losses. Um, Diageo, Diageo. Um, who he was suing for racial discrimination with the way that they were uh, marketing and, and or the lack of marketing for uh, Delion, the lack of resources. Um, they he dropped his lawsuit against them, and he ultimately relinquished control of Ciroc and Delion back to Diazio. So he no longer um, owns any of Ciroc or any of Delion, and. I don't want to make this like I feel sorry for him because if he did all this crazy shit, I don't feel sorry for you, know? Like, what the fuck is your problem? Um, treating people this way. But it is very noteworthy to say that this is one of the first hip-hop billionaires. This is a dude that influenced the culture for a multitude of decades. Um, this is a dude that invented the remix, and it is all coming crashing down. And I can't say it's not well-deserved. I can't say that. But it is noteworthy to know, like, wow, to really watch someone's uh, fall from grace, if you will. Uh, we haven't had that in hip hop. Maybe you could say R. Kelly, but 
Like Diddy was a billionaire. You know, you can say Kanye, but Kanye is. still is. Well, <laughs> I don't know if he's a billionaire anymore. He, he took Deleon and Ciroc and and like he's losing revolt. He had to step down from revolt. Like he's losing everything. And um, it's just I just think it's noteworthy to speak. I don't want to act like it's a good thing or a bad thing. I just think it's very noteworthy. Um, Britt, what you think? You know, I think that there is a certain point in time where if you're not moving correctly, things will come crashing down. Um, so it's either one or two things, right? Either this is something that's so unfortunate, you know, woe is Diddy, or this is just a consequence of you thinking that you are above our creator and that you can get away with doing things your own way, whatever that may be, you know, because there are stipulations, there are things that have come out that we have proof about, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm like, if I don't know the full facts, I don't want to necessarily make a statement, but I will say that there are consequences for your actions, whether it be immediate or years down the line. And so there is a possibility that Diddy is getting what he deserves and that's just how it shall be. Nobody is above it. Nobody's above their karma. So. Ooh, I like that. Nobody. Let's type that in and get that on the screen. Nobody. Yeah, tweet that. Tweet that. Their <laughs> karma. Uh, what's his hyphen? Brittany. Oh. Oh, look. Well, while you typing, I'm going to go ahead and jump in on this yeah. one. Then. All right. All right. Um, so I'm, I'm where I'm at with that, like, with Diddy and 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 us and and new, you know, from the DMV, right? Like Diddy, we remember back when he was when he was throwing parties at Howard, and he mm -hmm. used to. And so he did dirty stuff from the beginning. He used to oversell all the parties at Howard University every year, and it's three hundred people out there that can't get in, but they bought tickets, right? And I have a motto that the bill always comes due. It don't whatever you it's whatever you do. If you plant and roam, the bill is going to come due one of the day. Now, where I'm conflicted at, that I feel like they always want to destroy our heroes, right? Like, we did, they did it with Bill Cosby. They did it with R. Kelly. Like, but what, what, so, and we got all these documentaries out, like, you know, surviving R. Kelly. Like, when we going to talk about surviving the Catholic Church or surviving the Boy Scouts? Like, you know, like, all of this stuff. And I feel like everybody who's cemented, like, who means something like in our culture that have made a difference and you know it's unfortunate that it, his bill catching up with him but at the same time I, it's always an agenda to take down our heroes right now he made it easy for him doing the stuff that he did right doing the stuff that he did but still what why why is not a, why is it not a focus on like we hear the Levatican all the time. Like somebody somebody get molested in the Catholic Church, they send him back to the Vatican and he still got a job. We just like he's still a bishop, you know. What I mean, he still has his position. He just can't be in the church no more. Still got his salary. Ain't going to jail because the Vatican is their own country, right? Like they rule themselves. But we don't talk about that, right? We just talk about like what this what did he doing? And and again, I'm with Brittany. Like if if he did it, the bill come due. You got to pay. Right, you you gotta pay, and I and and Fifty been spraying him for a while, right? <laughs> like like Fifty Fifty been saying that this was coming for a minute, and, and Fifty like, but but now Fifty even like he don't even want to drop the stuff that he knows, right? Because he see that now it's a agenda, 
yeah, he did some stuff wrong, but like, just don't be part of the agenda. That's all I got to say, right? Like support, I'm going to support you if you're right. I'm not with you if you're wrong, but I'm not with the agenda because it's always an agenda to take down good black men and our black heroes. That's they did it with Bill Cosby and then it's not going to stop. Like make them, make them have the same accountability that they have, that they make us have. That's what I'm saying. So black people don't get, don't be the me too. Like, yeah, if they do it, let them, they going to me to it. We don't have to me to it. <laughs> yeah. And, and doing, getting one person, Harvey Weinstein does not equate to everybody they've taken down. And I'm not saying anybody should get a pass. I'm just saying it should be equal treatment. You know what I'm saying? They don't Absolutely. throw, they'll throw Harvey Weinstein. Well, they, they got Harvey Weinstein. That's one motherfucker. One. J. Lou. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't really care about the Catholic church or Harvey Weinstein. Um, I personally care about my people um, in, this, in this perspective, because I think, unfortunately, what we do sometimes is we glorify celebrity. Um, so I think this could be a, a sign for us to kind of look at who we who we put on the pedestal and, and more importantly, and more importantly, why we put them on the pedestal. Like the, the names you mentioned, if we, if we look at their lives, they probably didn't deserve to be on a pedestal. Um, you know, so we, we got a lot of great men, like great men every day to get up and do it the right way. So why, you know what I'm saying, why are we put a celebrity on, you know, up on a pedestal with how they live and how we know they, they, they've lived for 20, 30, 40 years? Um, it's embarrassing. And I, and I think sometimes what we got to do is we got to look in the mirror and say, hey, why do we have them up there and why they shouldn't be up there? And, uh, and I think when we do that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll compartmentalize it the right way. Like, I'm be honest, I don't give a fuck what, what happened to them. So, you know, like, like, like that's where I'm at. You know, I understand about, you know, I want the same the same way Tyrone to be judged, I want Jeffrey to be judged. But whatever that judgment is, I don't care how you know what I'm saying that, that's that's how they get judged. Like that, you know, that that's how I am for it. But yeah, I, I didn't hold none of them in high esteem. Um and I think we gotta look we, we gotta start looking at the celebrity and, and how in our community sometimes we put celebrities on on too high of a pedestal. We gotta look at morals and character um and value and values instead of value, which sometimes we kind of you know oh, mess that's with. a bar. That's a bar. Yeah. I definitely agree with that part. We, yeah, we definitely idolize or very quick to, you know, make celebrities goals or listen to whatever information they're <laughs> giving <laughs> because we think that they somehow know more than what or beyond what they're there to do. And it is simply to entertain. But I also feel like a lot of times, like when we talk about the downfall of people or how they lose power, a lot of what has what a lot of what gets taken away from people is what they hold most value on. A lot of people talked about Diddy's influence and his power and how he had that money. And now you're seeing that that influence and that power as well as the money, because within these the losing the power, you now have to make agreements, settlements, et cetera. He's kind of losing everything that he used to do what he was allegedly doing. And yeah. so it's just interesting to see that, you know, the same way that you will rise, you will also fall. Oh, y'all got some bars today. God damn. I don't even have to say nothing. Uh, I'm going to say, church. <laughs> Preach. And um, this is, um, I'm really excited about this conversation that we're about to have. I don't even have a drop for this. Let me see if I can find it. If I can impromptu a drop. Let me see if I can make something up on the spot. What is this? 
You having an unnatural allegiance to losers is not like you. It's not like you. And we're going to talk to a lot of our men out here because it's not like you having this natural, this unnatural allegiance to losers or to losing. And as we get into our kickback conversation, um, when I, uh, when Randy first told me he was starting this podcast, he's been doing Man Up Monday for shit forever. Um, but when he said he wanted to start his podcast, we talked about you know what it takes to start a podcast, what you know different tools and instruments you can use, how you market. We, we just had a really good conversation, and um, I said, you know what I want to do because I love his concept about you know man up, you know being you know being taking accountability, um, and I think that's lost in our community. Um, I think it's lost across the board. But since I am a man, I, I pay a little bit more attention to when we don't do it, and um. I love the concept. I love the positive energy he was sending out every Monday on part of his Facebook group. And I wanted to really have a conversation about it. And I said, look, let's do this. Let's take Man Up Monday and let's put it on a pod name kickback. And let's have a real conversation. And I was like, Jay Luke gonna be right there. I know he with it, you know what I'm saying? Cause we have these conversations just in private. Me and Jay Luke push each other, motivate each other, whether it's taking vitamins and minerals, going to the gym, hitting the, the sales floor, you know, making money. You know, having the right woman on your arm. We we have these conversations damn near daily. I'm like, Jay Lou with it. And I was like, but you know what? Did you say right woman or white woman? Right? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with y'all sisters. Say, right, right, Brittany. You know I ain't. You I'm, know I'm, I a, I'm, a, I'm appalled that you would, I'm appalled that you would think it was white, Brittany. I just wanted to make sure that I heard correctly. <laughs> now, Brittany. He would have to change his name. His name is New. Like he had, he had to go back. He had to go back to his first name. <laughs> I, I, I was like, please, please. So, and, and this is why Brittany's here for this conversation, right here, to make sure that everything is clear. Because if there's some women watching the podcast right now, I'm like, did what did that nigga say? Thank you for clearing that up, Brittany. About to get canceled. Right, about to cancel me. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to point out that um, Brittany, I think, is the perfect woman to have here today um, because she bought her business. She has a certain standard that she sets, I, I, in my opinion, for the man she dates and even the men in her life or the people in general. Just based on our conversations, our pod and getting this out of her head. Um, so I wanted a woman to be here as we talk about what it is to be a man. Not that a woman can tell us what it is to be a man, but I, I would love to hear her feedback in that regard because we are being better men for ourselves for our children and for our women so i, I thought it was very important to have a, a sister on while we had this conversation and have her interject and kind of give us the feedback of what the ladies would think fellas say how i feel about that I'm with absolutely rich you up for the challenge <laughs> Let's go. Why, of course <laughs> of course all right, so in this Kickback Conversation, our first installment of the Kickback Conversation live on the Pod Name Kickback, which is going to be the think piece of the week. We're going to talk about manning up in 2024, what that means, what that look, and what that looks like. I would love for people watching this that are like, all right, it's 2024, New Year. I want to make sure I'm manning up and I'm doing what I got to do, but I don't know what that looks like, though. Um, should I go to the gym? Like, Am I trying to make more money? Am I getting girls? Like, what does it look like? And um, I think the best way to describe what it looks like is to talk about some things that it doesn't look like. Um, and what it doesn't look like, um, I think that um, Randy said this to me the other day, and um, I was thinking about it, and I was like, hmm, 
how do I want to attack this? And I was like, well, what you think? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, you know, this, this is your baby. Like, how do you think we should attack it? And he wanted to bring up seeking validation. And I had a billion thoughts about that. But Randy, I'm going to turn it over to you because I love the way that you kind of explained the angle you wanted to hit with the seeking of validation. Um, and I know this is like an alley. You'd be like, wait a minute, you didn't tell me you were passing me the ball. But um, I want to get the ball in your court as we start with seeking validation. I thought that was very important the way you explained it to me. Right, right. And um, and I, I think it's, it's one of the main issues, especially for men who seek an authentic, true manhood, that we don't that we don't realize that the validation that we seek and causes us to have habits that are that are damaging that we chase. And like one of them that 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 I'll tell you, it's a saying that we say, but it is a validating statement. We say players gonna play, right? What? But players are actually dudes who are seeking validation, right? And it and it took and and we'll get to it. We'll get to it. That's why I'm a big proponent of therapy as well. And 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 I I'm, I'm I'll push that for all like especially black men like we need therapy and where and where most of the validation comes from and a lot of us as men we had we was raised by a lot of single moms because it's just unfortunate and it's been an agenda to remove black men from the home right and that is still perpetuated until today but because of that and 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 shout out to all the black women who are do, all the women who are doing it well single parents in their kids like shot like no shade to you at all like you all are doing great like i support you i love you and do what you do but it was never meant to be that way and because it's that way even with everything that they have inside of them there are some things that they just can't give a man and then there's some and there's some things that they don't have like and and we missed it like mom not hugging you like and and our parents are raised they raised us the way their parents raised them so it's not it's not none of it's not their fault and sometimes they just know with the with the boy you just be tough right you be tough on him and tell him like this be a man do all this do all that but they never hug us they never tell us that like you did a good job but anytime you mess up then that's what then they jump on it and those things that we miss growing up then when we we seek those things in our relationships and that's the validation that you see so now you're thinking that now that i'm I'm a, I'm a player i'm going after girl after girl but why are you going after girl after girl it's because when she she every time you get a notch in your belt it's affirmation that you're a real man because it's two things that that we all want women want to know if girls want to know am i pretty men want to know am i am i strong enough can i do it am i a man Right. And 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 women get it all like I'm I'm just going to say it like yeah, they get it all when they growing up. They got Barbie dolls. They got teacup parties like they learning how to socialize, how to get the, how to get these skills where they being affirmed. And mom would be like, you look good. That's nice. How many times moms dress dressing up the kids like they I don't how many times you see like women who have kids and all most of them, they taking a thousand pictures of the daughter. She dressed up, she pretty and all that. And, you know, we get a Tonka truck in G.I. Joe. You know what I mean? And that's that's what we learn our skills at. And, and new, no, look, when we used to come up, when I used to come over your house, what we do on the weekends? We playing hey, E-Man and G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> all, all weekend long. So, look, that's that's, hey, that's hey, what we learn. And real quick, Randy, because Randy, I think this is, I've, I've made this point before. Like, our favorite toys as kids with G.I. Joe men, when you would have, like, 50 G.I. Joe men and, like, one girl, Lady J. 
or Scarlet or something. So you got 50 men and one girl. That was the dynamic that we had to play with toys. While women had Barbie, Ken, the baby, the house. And so that's kind of what they're more drawn to. That's what like, we grew up. Our toys were, were all, all of our toys were fighting each other. He-Man and, and Skeletor and the, the Autobots and the Decepticons, G.I. Joe and Cobra. It was always about battle, always about conflict. And women were having tea parties and, and you know what I'm saying? So when we when we play, um, and y'all, I'll say this to everybody, I go, yeah, what little boys always want to do? Fight, 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 because we teach them that. Little girls want to have a tea party. Right. We just taught different. And so that, that gives us different values, different expectations um, for life. I think, but go, but get back to your point. Yeah. So so the 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 point is, you know, the 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 Kenneth say he didn't want to have a teapot. <laughs> none, none of us did, Ken. None of us did because we we didn't we didn't see the value in it. But <laughs> but but you know they but society did, and and women grow up with them social skills and they mature. That's why they like a lot of times women mature a lot faster than us because socially there are things that are just built into society to teach them that. Right. But in the same time, we're taught like, don't cry. Right. If you cry, that's weak. Right. You're showing weakness. So now and 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 we even have our mothers to tell us, like, stop crying, boy. What you crying for? And so and, and don't even realize that you teaching your son, you teaching this man that he needs to hide his emotions and whatever he's feeling like he can't put that on the surface. Right. And when you pack that down and you hold that down and you wonder why you got these grown men who are emotionally unavailable for the women that they facing now, because they've been told their whole life that like a real man don't cry. A real and man I, stand I, on his own, too. You don't get me, help. Let me, let me stop you right there. And um, Jay Lou, what, what are your thoughts on, on on that particular concept of, you know, men don't cry, boy, don't cry. Suck it up. You a boy. Uh, I'm, I'm torn on it. Um. It was a little bit different. Like I had my father in my life, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, he, you know, he's no longer here, but he taught me, you know, like I think he was a great current in the fact that he taught me his mistakes, right? And he taught me, you know, maybe what he was lacking, he made sure that I didn't lack. So um, like you, you know, and it was a little different. Like I was I was outside, so we was playing sports and we was, you know, we was interacting with kids and things of that nature. So, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? So I never had that, you know, I never had you know, those type of issues. I do think now men are understanding more and more the benefits of therapy um, and being able to uh, emotionally express yourself. Um, and I think that's a big win. Um, I think, you know, the men and women, we kind of conflicted on that a little bit, uh, trying to find uh, the medium, uh, the medium for that with, uh, you know, how we uh, communicate with one another uh, in, in different aspects. So, um, but I, my, my personal opinion is on, on manhood is uh, I think at this particular juncture, our generation of men, it's probably the best generation of the black man that there's, there's ever been. Like I see it from a positive light. I think more and more of us are, um, are doing therapy. Um, if you look at the statistics as far as more and more of us are being great parents. Um, and I think a lot of that comes to do with, uh, sometimes what makes you a great parent is knowing what you didn't have and making sure you want to give it to those after us. So, um, like I think this generation, like more and more graduating school, more and more, uh, you know, making more money. So I just feel like this generation of the black man, um, is setting up the future, you know, for much better, you know, so like a, a much better black community, just, just based on the work that we've been putting in, us acknowledging those emotional issues um, and putting in the work to fix it. And as far as seeking, uh, well, all right, all right Brick, go ahead. Yeah. I, was, 
I would say I just agree with that, um, that more and more men are going to therapy. There are more conversations. I think for me, my only concern is is the and, and the same for women. But right now we're talking to men, so I don't want you guys to think anything. But um, making sure that there's kind of like that thin line between misogyny and right. like true genuine manhood. Yeah. You understand what right. I mean? And so Absolutely. I love the I love the direction that we're going in with the conversations that we're having. But it's that's my only worry is just like really kind of sort of understanding like that basis. Like I loved when I heard emotional availability, um, emotional intelligence, like those things are really, really important. And so I definitely wanted to just kind of chime in there and say that I, I agree on all um aspects of it, but just, it's just really important that the right men are leading these conversations. So Randy, I definitely appreciate you because so far I, I can, I'm shaking, I'm nodding in agreement. You can definitely appreciate the men who really are, you know, being the real positive people and giving the right direction. So yeah, I remember being younger um, as, as far as validation, um, secret validation, getting back to that. And um, I played a clip, a Tupac clip for Randy last week. And he was that saying, was that, yeah, we taught that by older niggas. Like I was literally taught and I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to do that. But I was literally taught that a lot of my validation as a, as a young man, a lot of my worth was wrapped up in the women that I could get. You know, the women that, you know, just to be straight up honest, women that I could fuck, like the women that are like me, that I could get into my bed, that, that, um, validated you, validated me. And, 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 and it, it set me apart from other people. If I could get that girl, then I am this kind of guy and I'm better than everybody else. Like, like rappers talk about it all the time. Like I get your girl, I take your girl like this. And as a, as a teenager, that was like really a part of my identity, even into my early twenties. A lot of what I valued about myself, a lot of what my self-esteem came from, came from the fact that I take your girl, which is such a, it's such a, that's some dumb ass shit. It's, it's she really wasn't like, mine if you take her. <laughs> well, sometimes I did take the girl, but sometimes it really wasn't like she was willing to be taken. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, like that I do something so amazing. Um, um, that's like BBD song. I thought it was me. Like she was going to go with whoever said the right thing at the right time. But I do think that um that is a thing. That was a thing for me. A lot of my words came from women, like I, my ability to conquer women, and I I was taught that by older niggas. I, that that like Tupac said, we was taught that I was really the only thing that was, was the game. I was out of you. Like you was a good nigga if you could do that. And I think um that exists in seeking validation because I wanted to do is to, to be like, like I was younger, right? So I was fifteen, hanging with eighteen, nineteen year olds. And I was dating girls their age. So I was the 15-year-old little dude that was hanging with the big boys and still getting the girls. And and they patted me on the back for that. You know what I'm saying? And so right. it, a lot of my worth when I was younger came from that. And then now, you know, when you learn what being a man is, hard work, you know, uh, being contributing positively to the community, to the environment, those type of things is where I draw my self-esteem now, but um, with survivor's remorse, so the guilt thing, I wonder how many dudes are still validating themselves by how many girls they get. All the time. Like, look, it's like, this is, it's like, this is what, this is where we've been taught, like, and Pop said it years ago, and this, we have other men who are perpetuating that. Like the first thing, think when we was young, you, when you, first time you hit a girl, what you do? You go tell your boys, right? Like, why 
do you want to go and tell other men that you had sex with another woman? You seek that's seeking. We even seek validation from other men, right? So, so that's 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 still a part of it because guess what? We looking for affirmation, and they affirm us when they be like, "Oh, you hit, you hit that, you did that." Then now we feel good, and that's that's wrapped up into. We do, we do. And, and, and she said we be lying. Sometimes we do. We, we do. We'd be like, we tore it up and we uh, we came in 30 seconds, but we'd be like, yeah, I blew her back out. Yeah, we tell the boys that, right? Because cause guess what? We still, she validated us, but then we looking for our peers to affirm us, right? Because, and that still dates back to what we never received when we was young. That's why I like, I hug my son every day. Like he has to tell me he loved me before he go to sleep. Like hug me, tell me you love me before you go to bed because I don't want him to be feel like his emotions is something that he got to pack down and can never be a part of it because if you we have to learn how to feel, right? And we don't want to feel it. And that's the thing. We don't want to do the work. And that's why we keep sleeping with women. I have I have friends who they go from women to women. They won't like he they won't be alone. Like if they break up with a girl, they going to have another one in another week. Why you don't? Cause you need somebody constantly to make you feel like you a man, right? And you only get that when you when you feel like you digging into another woman, cause that's the only way that we've been taught to be affirmed, to be validated. Cause mom never did it, grandma, whoever our caretakers was, they didn't give it. They didn't give it to us, so we continue to seek it. And this is the dangerous thing that happened when we do that. And a lot of times, this is what a lot of dudes we go straight to love bombing. Right now, and, and and look, I see Brittany shaking her head. You know, you know about that, right? And that's what when we when 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 validation, when you seek invalidation, the dangerous thing that goes next into that is you start love bombing. When you see dudes like with now, you want to take them out. You want to do all this to that. You want to do this and do that, and then somehow in like three weeks, you in love. Like why? You think you are? But like all of that happens because now you want what you didn't seek. You want to give to somebody else and hoping they return the favor. So you overbought. So you going overboard with everything that you do and thinking that they're going to pay it back. You know what I mean? Because you want that back. So you love bomb them. And sometimes and, and a lot of sadly, Brittany, you know, a lot of y'all women, y'all get caught up in it. And then y'all wonder why this dude loved, he seemed like he loved you for three months and then, you know, or three weeks or whatever. And then now he only, he ghosted you, right? And he in love well, with somebody a else. It, a lot of it isn't even sustainable, right? So when you talk mm, about love, of it. it's not, it's not even just with, you know, the love, it's even with the standard, right? They're showing you, you know, certain types of places or certain things they can do, or they're coming a certain type of way. And then next thing you know, it they're not doing it. It's just, you know, this representative or what have you in order for them to get whatever that validation to your point or to get something out of the woman in order to validate themselves. Like a lot of times, I don't even think that for men, I'm not even sure if it's just like the validation is like the love or what have you. It's almost as if they're coming into something in order to be able to go back and get that affirmation from they're homeboys. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, when we talk about women having daddy issues, men do too. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Right. That's why a lot of that affirmation comes from their from their homeboys. And there's a lot to unpack. I'm not going to take over your whole episode. With men and their mothers and then with the lack of fathers, too, because a lot of times like with men, you know, your preference is your preference when they start talking about, you know, dating other women. Right. I'm not mad at it. The issue comes into play when you start downing black women as an excuse to why you date outside of your race. And a lot of times it's just because of your your relationship with your mom. Like if if you're if you have trauma from your mother, just say that a lot of these black men do not like their moms because when their moms did not hug them for when their moms, you know, told them don't cry, they didn't want to hear it. They weren't good enough or whatever, but also trying to understand and you know, some mothers, everybody's not good mothers, but also if you're, especially if you're talking about a single mother trying to build up their son, a lot of times people do the best they can and understanding that, you know, not necessarily always seeking the applaud, the applause for what you did right, but only getting the critique for what you did wrong is because they really are trying to build you to be strong because they know what they're about to release you in, not understanding the back end of it. So a lot of what men are doing when it comes to, you know, validation for from women and affirmation for men have a lot to do with like men and women have the same issues is what I'm starting to understand. The way in which. Hold up, goddamn it. Hold up, Brittany. Where, where, where my goddamn round of applause? Because listening to Randy, it's the same thing, like how we talked about how he spoke about you know, the men are kind of taught to fight and you have the action figures and then the women are having tea parties and being told they're so pretty, et cetera, et cetera. But then when the women get out in the real world and they're using their, like, we're all seeking, everybody's kind of set up to seek validation. It just comes in a different way because women get out there and they're thinking that their looks, okay, well, we're taught to be pretty. We're taught, you know, tea party, show up, be social, get your prince charming, the fairy tale and live happily ever after. And then once we get older and we realize that that isn't actual reality, now what? You know, it's kind of the same thing. It's just showing up differently, if that makes sense. And so it's really Absolutely. interesting Absolutely. how when you have the conversation rather than trying to debate that you, you really kind of come to understand like we're dealing with the same thing. That's what I've been saying, but my whole call to end the gender war has been like, we all, men are telling me the exact same thing women are telling me. Everything women are mad about, men are mad about, but nobody understands that the other person is mad about the, I'm like, it's, it's, I've wanted to say, fuck, I'm tired of hearing you cry about these women. I'm tired of hearing you cry about these men. I'm about to make y'all date. Y'all two gonna hook up. Cause this is so <laughs> ironic that y'all have this, you dislike the exact same thing, but you both are actually doing it as well. You hate it from the other gender, but you're a proponent of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've been saying this for years. Men use love to get sex, and women use sex to get love. Like, that's just what I've noticed. You know what I'm saying? That's what I've seen on my little bit of time on on Earth. It it is, Um, because they they want, women want intimacy, right? And 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 men, we just want we want the connection and the the affirmation, right? And that and that's what we and that's what we want and that's what we look for because that's what we was taught. Right. But but Brittany was right. Um, is that exactly what a lot of us a lot of us do. Right. But this is because we've been pushed down so much. We're not self-aware of our feelings. So exactly. when, and, and when you when you're not self-aware, 
of what you feeling because you've been taught the the push it down again so you've been taught your whole life to be being unemotionally unavailable is being a real man right that's that's what that's what manhood that's what being a man is that when people can see like you you solid like stuff like you ain't showing no emotion no matter what you're going through that's a man and that's what they and that's what we've been taught but the the difference is like but when you are self-aware let, let me say this like because when you are self-aware and you do the work and you know what you're feeling and you know what you're experiencing then you know then the love bombing won't happen right if you you can you can be in three weeks you could actually be in love with somebody and feel a real connection and 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 i know for one it's happened to me and you know because i i think i, I my my ex-wife now I knew I knew her less than a year, but I knew because I was aware of my feelings of myself and what I felt because I don't push my stuff down. I knew when I felt like I was in like this was my love, like I knew it. Right. And people thought I was crazy, Brittany, because I didn't know her a year. Right. Mm -hmm. And I married her, but we made it 19 years. Right. But so 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 shows that when you self-aware you self-aware and you acknowledge what you feel, right? Like if you want to, like, I'll cry, I'll cry in a minute and I don't care. Like, <laughs> I, like I'm, I'm, I'm probably the biggest cry baby in the family. And I don't, if I want to cry about something, it's going to come out. And right, to, that, to that point is like, when I, um, when I was talking to Ashanti about how I felt about her, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, well, I was like, it ain't really about knowing you. It's about knowing me. I know me. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, she chose Nelly, whatever. We're going we gonna to let that go. Right. But it was never about how will I know her. It's about how will I know me. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I was raised by, by women. Shout out to Stephanie Ann. Shout out to Andres. And I was an emotional dude. Like, I was a, a, a passionate dude. I, I never what? had to. I was never taught. You know, well, am. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm passionate. Like I wear my emotions on my sleeve, and I guess I get that from Ricky too. Um, but my emotions are on my sleeve, and I don't. I don't need. And I'm a communicator. I was raised by women. Women talk. So that whole thing with a man don't say nothing, don't say how I feel. That was never me. I was always taught to say how I felt because I watched the example of the women that raised me. So I, I, if I'm mad, I'll tell you. If I'm sad, I'll tell you. If it hurt, I'll tell you. Now I. My kryptonite used to be when I was hurt, the way I would respond was with anger because being angry was a more powerful emotion to me than sadness. So if you hurt my feelings instead of having a, an emotionally intelligent conversation about how you hurt my feelings, my response was like, bitch ass nigga, I'll fuck you up. Like, but really all I was saying was you really hurt me. But that's I didn't- That's a lot of men. Yeah. I mean, that's the only, that, and that's a, a lot of the issue with emotional, you know, the unintelligence of it is that the only- um, emotion is anger. Mm-hmm. Feelings are hurt, angry. You're angry, you show anger. You don't like something, you show anger. You know what I mean? Because you don't feel comfortable enough to admit hurt. You know, you don't feel comfortable to admit sadness, even with losing somebody. Like a lot of people, you know, it's it's anger. It's never anything else. And But a part of that, and I will say, you know, taking accountability on the women's side, a big part of that is men understanding that it is okay, but women also understanding that it is not feminine. You know, it doesn't make a man less masculine to to say, "Hey, this bothers me," or "This is how I feel," or to cry. You know what I mean? Um, and 
you know, crybabies are crybabies, but I'm glad that you guys can say you're crybabies, you know, crying a little <laughs> here and there and being a crybaby is the same on both ends. No, I'm joking, but it does. It takes, it takes both ends on the, somebody being comfortable enough to do it, but also you, you can only be comfortable if it's being received. If, if, if it's a safe space. And yeah. I think that um, what happened, and I want to stick on men, but what happened is when, like, when the Me Too movement popped up and it is, it was like everybody got a chance to look at themselves. Like, oh shit, we do be doing that. We did grab that girl butt. Damn, what the fuck is wrong with us? And I think that when men started, when some men started being apologetic, we started checking ourselves like, dog, what was we doing in the 90s? Like, Jesus Christ, we was some shit in the 90s. What was we doing? That vulnerability, that oops, we did do that. Oh shit, we are kind of bad. That vulnerability that some men had allow women to, like, I think women have, a lot of women are becoming the men that hurt them. Like, a lot of women brag on fuckboy shit. Like, they, we all know that women do not like fuckboys. They fall for them, but they don't like them. They don't respect what they are. But then women started bragging about doing the things that fuckboys was doing. Like, it was a badge of honor. Like, I'm, I'm, I do it. Like, I be fucking these niggas. And it's like, you, you became what you, what hurt you. And now I don't want to date a fuckboy. I want to date a woman. You became a fuckboy by virtue of you You emulated. It's like the Stockholm Syndrome. You became the motherfucker that hurt you. And now you're bringing that out to the world. But in that same token, we have to be firm in what we are. Because I've been vulnerable. I had a woman tell me, like, I'm too aggressive. Like, the way I speak, the way I act. I tried to tone it down. And I tried to speak to her in a way that, how she spoke to me. And I used words like, that hurt my feelings. I didn't appreciate it more if you see me that way. Um, I don't receive information well when you yell at me. I tried to beat her where she was, and in her mind, she was like, This bitch ass nigga. And I'm like, dog, how you <laughs> I literally mimicked you. I, I mirrored you because I figured that would be the only thing you understand. And you think I'm a bitch. But you know how like you, you know I, really am. I, I am trying my hardest to communicate to you in a way you can receive it because if I say how I say it, I'm aggressive, I'm loud, my voice deep. I'm like, I said it in a way that I, I talked how you talked. I use your dictionary, I use your vocabulary, and you and you looking at me like I'm a bitch. I'm like, all right, though. But I, I say that to say women aren't responsible for how we move. They don't have to give us a safe space for us to operate how we operate. And I, I want to take the onus off of women. Man, if that woman isn't, isn't giving you a safe space to communicate the way you need to, then she probably ain't the woman for you. It ain't about she needs to she needs to give me a safe space so I can say what I no she's not the one she isn't emotionally intelligent or emotionally mature enough to provide that safe space for you to have that communication which means that relationship is probably destined to fail at some point any goddamn way and let, let me let, let me jump oh, in and say that hold, hold, hold on we gotta wrap we gotta wrap this course okay. of the podcast up because Randy's trying to go to yeah, yeah yeah no let me let me finish on this one we and we we move on. No, 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 hold, hold, hold up, because we got a couple other things to touch on. All right. So uh, I do want to leave something, some kind of jewel. Like, we, we've talked about a lot of our downsides and things that we haven't excelled in, but I want to, you know, leave something. Uh, fiscal responsibility. Um, uh, making sure you make, you're putting in the work to make the money that you want to make so that you can provide yourself the lifestyle that you want to have. Um, Brittany, I think you're the financial expert here. Um 
Do you have, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, so I'm going to stall while I ask you this question. I want to know, do you have any tips for us as far as fiscal responsibility for men who uh, don't manage their money right? So as I'm asking you that, I'll say a lot of times, you know, we want to go out. When I hang out with the boys, want to go on a billion different dates with a billion different women, and we stretching ourselves too thin, or we, we we lazy. We don't want to work on Saturday because we don't want to put in the extra work, or we're not doing everything we need to do. But there there comes a time where manning up is working when you're tired. Manning up is working when you're sleeping. Manning up is working on a vacation day. Now, having said all of that, Brittany, is there any little tip you can throw us about um being fiscally responsible? You just no pressure. You, well, one, you answered your own question, but because um, you're like, you know, sometimes we don't, but it's about getting up and doing the work. So I'll just say this for um, act your wage, because you mentioned like, you know, going out on dates, spreading yourself thin. I like to tell people to act their wage. And I work in percentages because when you work in percentages, it always works. So people will be like, well, how much should I have saved? How much, you know, should I spend on household expenses? How much should I spend on discretionary expenses? How much should I, you know, invest? When you work in percentages, regardless of what that income looks like, you can make it work. So I always say when acting your wage is literally living off of 50% or less than your net income, your household bills should not be above that because now you're you're straining yourself right now then you have to make sure that you're saving a lot of people will say 20 percent for saving i like to split up emergency fund is different from a normal savings account which is different you know from your discretionary and then you have your investments your retirement investing and then you have your investments that are making you money now, because, you know, I always talk about having those different streams of income that could potentially come from one source. So you don't have to do seven things to have multiple streams of income, because investing alone, you can make income from dividends, growth, you know, those different things. So trying to give you like a, a five minute answer live off of 50% or less of your income. You shouldn't be spending more than 30% of your income on dating, you know, sowing sowing your royal oats, as they say, um, or what have you, seeking validation. Listen, you shouldn't spend more than 30% of your net income seeking validation. But no, on a serious note, like, like, I say acting your wage and making sure that you are comfortable where you are and not trying to prove a point because the only way to do better, like we all have to make more money, but you have to manage your money while you're in the process and using your working wages to set you up. You know, if you have different aspirations or hobbies, work that job, get them benefits, bump them people that are telling you, Oh, I can't, you know, I can't work a nine to five or that is this and that people can say whatever they want to say about me until my passions or whatever God has for me. It forces me to get out of corporate. I will be at that job every day as a trust and financial advisor, getting that paycheck every time of the month. And I know how much it is and those benefits that are very expensive otherwise. So I think that people just have to be comfortable where they are and understand that managing money is just as important as making money because I don't care how much money you make. Sweet if you're spending more than what you are making, you are still broke. 
Look at your favorite people, like literally Google your favorite entertainers, athletes, what have you, because they've probably been on my books before. These people are very popular, but they do not have a large net worth. They're making millions, but they're spending it. Mm -hmm. so what, do you, what do you have at the end of the day? So I say all of that to say, you know, you use those percentages be honest with yourself and comfortable where you are and don't try to prove a point like an investment in general. That's long game. Anything else is gambling. So yeah. And act your wage. Act your ways. Act your ways. Heard it from the corporate Love it. Now, uh, spirituality, um, we can run a gamut on that. I'll just uh, say, find your home where you're comfortable, where you feel validated, where you feel accepted, where you feel empowered and go with it. And go and continue with it. Make it a part of your daily your daily activities. Whether you Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, atheist, spiritualist, whatever you are, uh, incorporate that into your daily day, your daily practices. I think it's very important to either to latch on to whatever your higher power is, even if it's nothing more than yourself. To have a moment where you're there with that part of you daily. Um, and... Therapy. Good, good stuff, Brittany. Hell yeah, therapy. Um, I've been in and out of therapy my entire, from age 11 to age now. So um, my current therapist, um, I haven't been in therapy in, in about a year. So I'm, I've been I've been on my BS, but I need to go back. But um, I've been in my therapy. I do book therapy as well. Um, a great book for you guys is um, What Happened to You by Oprah Winfrey. And it's a doctor associated with the book. Um, but it's What Happened to You. That's about dealing with childhood traumas, which is kind of what we were speaking about earlier. But um, I do actual therapy and I do book therapy. Um, I, I, I've almost fixed my damn anxiety, my anger anxiety through books. I know that sounds crazy, but. No, don't. No, don't. No, don't. No, don't. So I would encourage you to. Um, you know, find, my library is deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you said like, the book on grief that, I'm, um, that I need to get mm -hmm. through uh, with all this damn shit that's happened in 2023. Um, but I will say, I think therapy is very important. You have to unpack some of this shit. You have to get through these childhood traumas. Um, it is imperative. I don't know that I would date a woman that never had therapy, that never had a session. I don't know. Every I don't, You can't say every woman might need therapy, right? But, I, think, um, I think every human needs therapy. That, that's where I'm coming from. I, I Now, again, I'm a big proponent of it because it's a, it's always a safe space especially i think especially for us that in in our community who grew up with things lacking in in from our caretakers that there's some deficiencies that we will never uh, uh, fit figure those out like i it was a lot of things about myself that i didn't figure out until therapy right mm -hmm. and when, when I can tell you that I am a better man because of it, it was things that I didn't even know that I, like, I didn't even know that I did it. I was like, that's, I found out, I, I used to seek validation until I found out that I was doing, I was like, oh, that's why I do that? <laughs> like, it was like, and I felt, and I felt bad about it. I was like, duh, and then it's still, but I've been done, but, but we've been so deficient in that area for so long that it's, you compel, it's a compulsion. Right. Like you don't even think about that. You're doing it. And only through sometimes only through therapy. Are you mm. going to you going to figure it out? Facts. J. Lou, um, what's your thoughts on therapy? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a key proponent of it. Um, 
I know like before I get before I get married, if I'm lucky to, to you know to get married, me and my wife, my soon to be wife, we would definitely have to go through it just because it's so much that goes into the communicate uh, you know communicating and things of that nature. Um, you know, so no, I, I'm I'm a key component of it. You got to be able to express yourself and be open. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I, I think sometimes you ju- you just need a, a place to speak your mind and uh and and hear from somebody that you know is not judging you. I think a lot of times, so and we talked about it. It was crazy. The first question, a lot of uh, the the first couple people we talked about, Diddy, the kind of answered the second question when we put certain people on a pedestal and you saw looking at their issues and their misogynistic ways and how they were living and things of that nature. And a lot of it is just insecurities that, you know, that, that you don't, that, that we see. And unfortunately we've glorified in our culture. And, um, you know, sometimes we, we got to see that in the mirror to be able to kind of face it. Indeed. I'm definitely a proponent of it. I feel like everyone is healing from something, whether it was childhood or adulthood. And so it's always good to have someone um, to everybody's point that is unbiased, um, but also is not coming from a judgmental place that you can talk through it. Because a lot of times when we talk to our friends or we talk to family members, you do have some of those family members that are either able to take, you know, how they feel about you out of it. But in a lot of cases, we even if we want to say something, we don't want to say it a certain way. Whereas when you're talking to a therapist, they're going to kick it to you pretty straight and they're going to hold you accountable without you even knowing it. So, because I mean, that's what they do. So I'm definitely a proponent of it. Um, But I also just wanted to just say before we change gears that I really appreciate the conversation and I really appreciate you gentlemen, um, like kind of taking that onus to say, Hey, we're going to be accountable as, as individuals who are men. Right. So now you guys are talking about manhood, But for men and women, I think it's so important to when you prioritize and focus on becoming a better you, Mm. everything else automatically aligns like you have no you you will attract everything, but you will Mm -hmm. align with where you are. And so a lot of times people get the whole attraction piece mixed up with alignment. But I feel like when that focus is on being a better person, like you have no choice but to align with people who are also focused on the same thing. Man, so come I'm on, really proud of you guys. Like, we come on, oh, come so, through, Brett. Y'all never stop. <laughs> come through. Hey, uh, and, and I'll tell you, <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that can help with therapy, especially with men, because I did cognitive behavior therapy. You need, we need to know how to handle and deal with what you feeling, right? Because yeah. Once I identified the behaviors, now I do it. Now, what do I do about it, right? Because <laughs> I, I figured out, I just feel bad about it. Now, I'm just guilty, like, why I keep doing this? But no, what the, what the therapy has done is taught me now I have techniques and I've learned. Like, when I'm feeling this, like, this is what I've learned how what to do. Like, and, and I told my therapist, she, I like, you're going to be at the wedding. Like, when I, like, my next wife, like, I'm, I'm going to be so good, like, and so available for her, like she gonna love, she gonna want to love you hey, just because you made me such <laughs> a great, like, cause where I'm at now, I give her like Keisha, and we, I, I, we got, a, I got a session tomorrow at four, <laughs> like we in there, and and I told her like, shout out to Zoe, my babe, she watching. I told her like when we, when we get, when I get married, like there's she coming to the wedding because she taught me the techniques and the behaviors to identify, not just to identify them, but what I should do when in those moments. 
Like now I learned how to, and I used to think journaling was like for girls. Who writes stuff down? Like who does that? Right? I was a rapper, so I was. Yeah, and, I mean, and me too, right? But 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 when we wrote, we we wasn't we was writing about life, right? We weren't writing about our feelings, and most of our stuff was feeling. We was writing culture, right? But we weren't really rapping about like what was eternally happening inside of us, right? Like being self aware of what I'm feeling, because we talk like when you feel something, go smoke, go drink, go have sex, and don't worry and push it down, and then you know yeah. keep living. <laughs> That's what we do. That's a bit, that's a man. That's what real men do, right? <laughs> yeah. I um I will say um I, I I think I love that we're talking about therapy. I love the people that are hearing this. Oh shit. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. And um I I because I had muted myself when I was coughing. I was like, am I still on mute? I don't know what I'm Um but I, I and this is more of what I want to do on the podcast. Um partner and kickback. We do, you know normally do the biggest stories of the week and we try to, you know. Uh, pop culture, politics, music, sex, and sports. I'm, and, and that's, those are my passions, but this is also one of them, really having these real conversations. And this is kind of giving you guys a peek behind the tent of the real conversations that men and women have or should be having. Because if you're not dealing with your own traumas, you're not dealing with where you are, you're not holding yourself accountable, then what are you actually doing? Right. You know what I mean? Like there, there are people in my life that will hold me accountable to damn near every decision I make. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't have people, I think that's another key component. You need to have people around you yeah, that hold you to that standard. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You're accountability buddy. And if you don't have them, you can tune in every Monday. We will hold you accountable. What you do last week, nigga? What you do week before last? Why you call that girl? You don't even love her. Right. No. But uh, yeah, so I, I really love this conversation. I think it was great. Um, Randy, I love what you're doing with Man Up. And I'm glad that we could bring a part of that here. And I want to try to get through the rest of this. this is rapid fire. Yeah, let's go. We'll keep y'all all night long. I know Brittany's out the cookies. You know what I'm saying? Jay <laughs> <laughs> trying to watch that game. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to make sure. I'm watching it. I got, I got I it on. Say, I can tell they got it on. <laughs> You can see it. You can see it. I just look. I can see it in the poster behind me. You can see the game. <laughs> <laughs> I can watch the game with your, on your poster, bet. Right. Homes. Okay, yeah. Um, so let's let oh wow. Speaking of accountability. <laughs> it's the mayor. What the fuck? Brick girl, the young lady, Brittany went to go get them cookies. The young lady that uh, uh, said she was in the hospital and she got hit by a man with a brick. It was a bunch of black men standing around and nobody did anything. Come to find out she was never hit by a brick. As the rumor says, she really did have an allergic reaction. She raised over $40,000 on GoFundMe. And from what I can tell, she wouldn't got a BBL. Shorty, cheek. <laughs> She took that brick money and got cheeks. Like, I mean, cheeks. I, I, should show you the picture. I should really show y'all that. I'm not gonna mention. I, you know, I'm an ass man, you know, so I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, hey, was, was, that the, was that the chick you sent me on, the joint you sent me on IG? Yeah, yeah. Me? Oh, yeah, but she, she, yeah, she spent money well. That's a felony. She has felony charges um, coming up at her. And two. You know, I said from the city part and the funny part of it, there were a couple of things that hit me about this particular story. Um, I'm anti-gender I'm anti war. 
I don't like the black women do this and black men do that. I don't like the shit. And it hit me away that she was like, and black men were sitting around while she got hit by this brick and nobody did anything. And that furthered the narrative. See, black men ain't never doing nothing. Black men always. And I was just like, to find out it's a lie, it was like we was indicted. We got smut on our jacket as black men in general. Because the whole thing was a bunch of black men sat there and ain't do nothing while she got beat by, with a brick. And I felt bad. Like, why the fuck the niggas ain't do nothing? Like, how the fuck y'all sit there and let somebody beat a woman with a brick? And it didn't even happen. So we took charges. We, we you know, we, we got shit smut on our jacket for some story that she just made up and went and bought a BBL. Now, I'm sure black men will benefit from her BBL. I am sure of that, you know, or maybe black women already have. Somebody's gonna benefit from that BBL. But I just thought it was like, How are they gonna benefit from it if she's going to jail? That's why I said women, because she's gonna be in jail with women. So the oh. women will benefit from it, I guess. But <laughs> there's some dude in Jamaica. She's in Jamaica now posting pictures. Some, uh, quite possibly, yeah. some dude is, has a much softer landing spot than he would have had initially if she didn't have that BBL. If, if you don't know what I mean, much softer landing spot. Um, but, like, this goes against, this is why the, and I hate to say this because I'm anti-gender war, but this is why I believe black women became so toxic because we just started believing everything. Because it was almost like a rule. You have to believe black women. Okay, here's with a brick. Goddamn niggas always doing some shit. And it's a lie. <sighs> it's not even funny to me. Go ahead, Brett. But that's... I'm not saying that's the only situation, but that's just one situation where somebody lied. And, you know, I, I don't really like how we will do that, right? One situation where it happens to be publicized, where a Black woman lied, you know, a, about being hit and not being supported by Black men now. Ooh, women be lying. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> you know, it doesn't change the, the fact that you know, black women do feel like there's still room to be a little bit more protected by black men and vice versa. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Like, yeah, I get it. Crazy story. That's messed up. But to take, you know, this one individual and apparently she had done it. This wasn't the first time she had lied about something like that. So right. you take a person who lies and now we're just going to put that on every story that, you know, black women may talk about. I don't. No, 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 we can't do that. We can't do that. I wasn't suggesting that. I was just thinking the the irony of it all. I, I think what happens, what's you doing that. Don't, don't if, be making them faces on YouTube. Well, no, I think what happens is if consequences have to matter for both sides. So I think mm -hmm. what happened, you know, with that situation, with the kidnapping situation uh, that old girl did. They, she has. They have to face the same kind of consequences as the dude that really did it, right? So that we can respect that. Because I'm, you know, I got four sisters. My sisters call me and say somebody did, did it. I got so, five. Yeah. So, <laughs> they say if they say they did it, they did this shit. So that you know, what I'm saying that's how that's how I'm moving. But I'm like, you gotta have consequences to both sides. So I think that's the that's what matters. It's, as long as it's, there's equal consequences, everybody can be believed equally. And they the bill the bill always the bill always come due right yeah. but I, I I think now that since we've jumped into this whole Me Too movement thing yeah, like, media, which, which is sad is that and and you know what Boy George said it long time ago he made a song called Culture of Personality right and and 
that song made no sense, right? But if you think about it now, that is exactly what we are. We are a culture of personalities that we are like, like now that's who get paid. Like they influencers, they are real. They get money to make you want to buy and do things. They influence you on stuff that you might probably don't even want to do. You know what I mean? That you don't even want to do, but we that's the culture, right? The culture of personality. Clear Channel Radio and Luke Skywalker said this. He did an interview, look it up. He did it years ago when when Clear Channel bought out all of the radio stations and they took over when DJs stopped being DJs. That's when music stopped being music. So now DJs used to run music, right? But now when Clear Channel took over, now you got to pay the DJs to get your stuff on. So whoever can pay the most, like how many times you hear a song that you'd be like, this song is crap. And then you singing it like in three weeks. Now you, you in the car, you in the car rapping it. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause they, they spin it. Sexy red. Right. Cause that's, <laughs> that's your girl. That's your girl. I, I like sexy red. Yeah, I, mean, I know a lot of people, you know, have opinions about her songs, but I was just saying, I bet y'all be singing it. Can't even help yourselves. Can't help I'm it. You, you, hear, you hear so you can hate it and you still be singing it and be like, come on. I, I ain't never sang my, my pussy pink and my booty old brown. I, I ain't never sang that. I've never sang that. <laughs> never ever sang that. Not, not, not at home. Not, like never, no. not, never, ever, 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 ever. And back to this little brick girl. She lied. Y'all need to worship him. She lied. She the did. bill come due. Yeah. The bill I come due. It don't matter whoever whoever it is, whatever you do, the bill gonna come due. Every period. time. And I definitely <laughs> think though that there should be consequences for, for lying, especially as far as someone harming you. Um, because I mean, I don't know if you guys heard about that story, but I think there were call they were college students, and one girl had lied and said that uh guy her boyfriend or what have you gave her hiv or something of that nature and it was a huge story like they were you know um really being like mean to him threatening his family etc etc to the point where he was even about to like he had talked about taking his life because the girl had made that statement and he was like it's not it's not true it's not true then they ended up like having a video of her confessing that she lied on him but you've already affected this man's life in college, you know, on campus, his reputation, his, you know, his family, his family, how he feels about himself. And so I definitely think that there should be consequences for falsely accusing someone of anything of that nature. Um, so I will say that. In, in the Middle East and Islamic countries, if you're accused of something, like if you steal the shop off your hand, if you rape a woman, they castrate you. But if a woman accuses you of rape and you didn't do it, that's her life. I ain't saying go that extreme. I, I'm not saying that. But but no. But the same way you would get criminal charges, there should be something. I mean, because if a man gets falsely accused and goes to jail for rape, right? It's the same thing for whoever falsely accused and you find out. Because you are dealing with someone, it's it's with anything, you know, you get charged with something, you have to go to court, you got to fight it. Yeah, you're innocent until proven guilty, but you are still looked at uh, as a criminal. Uh, the exonerated five, yeah. they'll never be able to get away from that. And then boys did absolutely nothing, nothing, but people will never be able 
to like really look at them and be like, you know, they shouldn't have never been here in the first place. So there's a lot that comes with that. People's professions. You get accused for doing something like that. You're getting kicked out of school. You're probably going to lose your job. Like there's a lot to unpack with that. So yes, there should be a consequence, whether it be criminal. I mean, we could say civil, but we all know you can only sue people up to what they're worth. So would you even really be getting justice that way? But there has to be something implemented in order to stop that because that's not fair. It's, it's not, I, I think the worst thing about it is that for the for people who have suffered that for real, like who've been a yeah. victim of that, like you are really like destroying that story mm -hmm. of what they did, right? Or what happened to somebody for real. Like to make up a false narrative and somebody who have experienced that, to hear that you out here lying, that you would lie and say that something like that happened to you and somebody actually experienced that, like that is that is that is criminal all alone by itself because mm -hmm. now you not you only you you dis you disenfranchising the people who really feel it and now you muddy in the waters for law enforcement who trying to make the stop this right now you making it harder to 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 find the people who may be committing these and get them because yeah. now we got to sift through y'all people who trying to get the bag you know what I mean? Trying to Jesse Smollett something because you want to, you know, because you just want to be in the spotlight for a minute, but you pissing on somebody's experience and trauma that they dealt with and still living with. And some people not even getting over and they'd be like, you're going to lie about something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like she get she deserve whatever, like the bill come due, whatever she, whatever they get, whatever they give her. And she got money out of it. She got, she got and uh, Sean said that's actually her real body. So I saw that. <laughs> so what's she spending money on then? <laughs> I, I don't know, but, but her real body look crazy. That, that's her real body. God, Probably pill pills. My bad. I meant to say bills. That's what y'all doing in there, Brittany? Y'all taking them pills? I don't probably, she's she's probably taking pills. pills. No, I meant she was probably like. People scam to make a living. And the fact that she had done something like that before, like she probably spent the money on going to Jamaica or literally like people really do scam to make a living. Yeah. That's what what that goes a long way. Yeah, she probably yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's no way she thought it to get this big. Yeah, now she got felonious charges. So um, hope you save some of that money for a lawyer. Right. <laughs> that's all that's all I got. And, uh, <laughs> and this is something I did want to talk about. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but it was something that I felt needed to be addressed early as we're going into this election year. So dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Don't be dumb award. I have been seeing repeatedly this um notion that Biden didn't do anything. Now, he didn't do everything. He didn't do everything I wanted him to do. Him or Kamala. But to act like the, the narrative, it's like people go too far with it. It's like you're either kissing Biden's ass and, and, and lying about all of his achievements for black people, or you're discrediting every single thing he did. And the truth is somewhere more in the middle. Um, Biden was the first president ever to have a black agenda. You know what I'm saying? And he knocked out a lot of those things on the agenda that he could. And even down to the student loan thing, he met some opposition, but he did some executive orders and we're still working through that as people are getting student loan relief. 
along with um the you know the, the black unemployment rate is the lowest it's ever been. Some some they just emailed me the other day like you know you gotta start your payments again like fuck Biden what my shit Biden right. I don't owe, I don't owe a lot so I, I I don't think I hit the uh the, the criteria the threshold but all I want to say is as we're going into this as DeSantis is dropped out of the election yep paving a clear way for Trump on the Republican side yep. on the Democratic side we know we're going with Biden um I want to caution people that's doing this whole. Well, I have just rather have Trump back because Biden ain't doing anything anyway. Shut up. You're stupid. You've done no research. Watch your mouth. Don't be irresponsible. You can't say Biden didn't do anything. Did he do what we wanted him to do? Uh, I ain't going to say that. You ain't going to get me lying for him because I don't even like Biden. I'm not going to lie for him. But he did more than any sitting president in my lifetime has done for black people. Um, that does not make him good. That does not make him great. That does not make him an excellent candidate for presidency. That does not make him the best president we've ever had. It just means he did more because the, the, the foot was on his neck. Like, I, I, what you gonna do for us? I get a black vice president. All that shit was because black people were organizing against them. Like, so that malcontent that I don't like nobody, Democrat or Republican, that did help. And that's why Biden did what he actually did because the foot was on his neck. Like, we're not voting for you, dog. We're tired of voting for Democrats that don't do nothing. And he felt that pressure. But I think the narrative now that everybody's just, like, speaking out their ass, Biden didn't do anything. Like, no, that's not true. Shut up. I don't want to hear from you anymore. I want to hear from people who actually did some research and know what he did and didn't do. And then we can bash him for what he didn't do. We can praise him for what he did do. But the narrative that he just did nothing, he's the same as Trump, that's that dangerous rhetoric. There is a difference between Biden and Trump. I personally don't want either one to be president. I'm not a fan. But this upcoming election, I will be voting for Biden, which is actually a vote against Trump. I saw what Trump did. I saw what Trump wanted. I saw when he lost the election, what the cracker America did. They ran up in the city hall. Like, you hear what I'm saying? And I, I saw his speech when he told him to do it. Like, that's what we're up against. Like, imagine if 30 black people ran up in, in, in the, the Capitol. Like, ima like, imagine. And we killed the police officer. Like, that's what Trump is capable of. That's the propaganda he's spreading. And Biden isn't a million times better. He's, he isn't inciting riots. And I think that's good enough for, you know, until we get a real candidate. Because I'm not even a Democrat, but until we get a candidate to replace Biden or an independent that makes some sense or Republican, because I'm more Republican if it ain't Trump. Until we get somebody that's qualified to kind of undo some of the shit that Trump has already done, I think that's where we at with it. And I just want the narrative to be, I don't like Biden did X, Y, but I did like A, B. But the narrative that he ain't doing nothing, I don't want to hear that shit no more. I definitely think people have to do their research, um, not just based on what presidents have or have not done, but also understanding how the government works <laughs> and who can implement things and who has to vote things in order for them to be implemented. Um, and also like who's in, in control. So I know a lot, like when we start talking about inflation and interest rates and things of that nature, well, that is the Federal Reserve. You know what I mean? Like understanding where certain things and decisions come from is very, very important. Yeah. Um, 
And in a lot of cases, the president is a mouthpiece. Uh, yes. Like, <laughs> like, let's just be very honest, because even if someone like I know a lot of people had talked about, like even with Obama, not even understanding how hard it was for him to get something as simple as health care for right. all people passed. Obamacare was not Obamacare when he first presented it. There's a lot of things that had to get changed for him to even get it passed. So, and wasn't that Mitt Romney's agenda that Barack borrowed? Obama, the, the, the platform for Obamacare was Mitt Romney's, right? A good bit of it. One of them uh, Republicans. The, 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 infrastructure, the infrastructure came from him. Yeah. He, 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 the infrastructure came from Mitt Romney, but they, they built it out. They built it out to mm -hmm. something more comprehensive. But, exactly. Yeah. And there was a lot of back and forth about that. A lot of things that Obama had to agree to change that People may or may not have been happy with, but I, I just say all that to say I bring up certain things that you know, educating yourself <laughs> is very important, especially before making decisions. So um, that's all I will say as far as politics. I try not to get too in depth of how I personally feel as far as views are concerned for different reasons, but I do agree new with the concept of educate yourself understand how the government <laughs> works and and then kind of take it from there and make your decisions from there because it's so easy to see or hear somebody or or to understand that nothing happened while this person was in their seat well uh, what a lot of people don't understand is some of the things that happened while Trump was in his seat was implemented during Obama's presidency so just because it happens, it doesn't mean that it wasn't something that someone initiated prior to that particular president being in that seat as well. So again, education and knowledge is just it, it, but but you know the sad part, Brittany, is that sixty percent of voters, active voters, get their information from CNN or Fox News. Right. That, and understanding that, that those are two very, very biased. Both of them. Both, both of them. One is you, Democrat, one is Republican. One Republican. Absolutely. And I, I watch both because I like to hear both sides. As much CNN I watch, I watch what, what if this is the same story that I see on CNN, I need to hear it on Fox News. Yeah. And, yep. and I have both of my TVs on half the time because I need to see what they're saying. Exactly, but I, where I, where I'm like, with, well, with, this is what I, I feel like really with, and, and I'm not, I don't want to get into politics either. I'm like Brittany; I want to get my views. But what I what, what I feel, um, and Ice Cube and a lot of other rappers and people put it out there last year that every I think the Democrats prostitute our votes every single year. They I do. think every they they take they they take us for granted. And that they automatically assume that they're going to get our votes. And I'm tell you, Biden did do some things, but it's two things that he didn't do that I'm that that I don't that why I'm I'm not going for the smoke and murders. You did some you he did do some things. I will get that. But for one, the John Lewis bill is the John Lewis Act bill is still sitting dormant in Congress. Right. And it's been there when John Lewis was alive, when he put it up there and he's been dead, he's gone now and it's still sitting dormant in Congress. Now, 
But while that was still there, guess what happened? We had a bunch of Asians got beat up in New York for two weeks, and then an Asian hate bill got passed on Biden's watch in a week. In a week, while John Lewis, uh, we still sitting there. It's still sitting there for, for voting right acts for us. But some Asians get beat up in for two weeks, and we get a bit a whole bill pushed through. Like to me, like th that that that's inexcusable. Like for for me, like that's you can't you can't ask for my vote, and you can't and you can't get that through. Now the other thing, and he and he got it on the White House bill that they taking credit for what they did the Farmers Bill, right? That all this farming stuff that and you did do that. But guess what? The black farmers are at the bottom of the line who are getting all these funds that you put out, this USDA funds that you got on your page. That's why you, like Brittany said, you got to do your research. That now they they putting it on their page like it's a strike. But it's black farmers that's been, they come to D.C. almost every other week. Watch it on Netflix. It's a Netflix show on there now that's showing that the black farmers showing that this bill got passed, but we still at the bottom of when they pass it out. Everybody else get theirs, and then the black farmers get whatever's left. They get whatever's left, but you got it on your page like you did all this just for black farmers. Like, I I just saw that while we was on here. I just looked it up to see, and I was like, I know black farmers were just in D.C. protesting before probably a couple of months ago. Black farmers was down on the Capitol saying how, yeah, you passed this bill, Biden, but we ain't get none of it. But we don't see all that. Right. I think I think whoever whoever's the president, like I'm not I don't have I'm not I'm not I don't I don't have any party affiliation. Right. Like I'm not dedicated to any I'm whoever going whoever going to lead the country in the right direct stand behind my values and what I believe in. I'm voting for you. Right. And that's and that that's the way I'm going. And I and, and honestly, Republicans and, and we 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 associate them with Trump. But really, if we look at it, they align more with 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 black people values than we a lot started of Democrats as Republicans. Do. We we started as Republicans back when we our values were as that's what we don't know. It was a long time ago, but still no, long time you know ago. what I mean? But to to Randy's point, I feel like one thing that we have to get better with doing, and I want to be very careful because I love my black people, but we have to get a lot better at, to your point, is kind of doing that research and not trusting the news and things of that nature. One thing that other communities are able to do is come together and know exactly where to go and what to do to get things done. Yes. We get upset. No offense. Protests do not work anymore. If you are not going in their pockets, if you don't have the right affiliations, if you're not threatening, you know, to take the correct funding or do this or, you know, submit that, those are the things they care about. And a lot of that stuff is done locally. So we can sit here and talk about, you know, who we're going to vote to lead the country as a whole. But we also have to get better with understanding the importance of how if we all kind of collectively did the same thing within our states. In our counties, it would get better. And another point, too, with Indeed. a lot of our Black leaders, they're getting older now. And a lot of these sanctions, even here in Atlanta, um, I was having a conversation. A lot of the people who are on the front lines kind of fighting for our the rights that we are, kind of the crumbs that we are getting, they're getting older and they're getting tired. 
And they need people who are of like our generation who are willing to do the research and who are willing to do the, the work in the right way, not just getting upset. Social media, we have seen that it can be powerful, but you can't stop there. You know, you have to still understand the infrastructure. So I just say that a lot of it is because we... I want to say we need to do a little bit more, but in, in different capacities as, as a whole. We Just being upset and talking about being upset is not enough. I'll say that. Right. Agreed. I, mean, I think the only thing I would from a, from a politics standpoint is know what you want. Be able to kind of articulate exactly what you want from your candidates. Like Brittany was saying, understand the government. A lot of people, like, bills get passed all the time. Like, my sister's in, in government in D.C., like we'll bitch about a, a bill, you know, like certain things getting passed and not distributed, but it gets distributed on the local level. But we won't show right. up for that local election, but we'll bitch on so, uh, social media about this not happening, this not happening. And, you know, it's like sometimes complaining is a cool thing. Um, so I think, you know, research, know exactly what you want and judge a president for a president. Like don't judge a president for something that they can't do. Judge them for everything that they can, can do and hold them accountable and Look, I, I Let's say it's, it's not even a president. It's you yeah. know who your local representatives are. Yeah, but right? show, like yeah, most people don't show it, up until until right. the election. Until the, the presidency makes that it makes no difference. That they not the ones who really determining like what's gonna go. It's the local elections. Exactly. Those are the ones that really determine the agendas that's gonna happen in your community. Like if you don't know who your you should know who your rep is. Where you say like I know who my David Trone is my dude, and I've emailed him times and got stuff and said stuff to him. He got me in the White House too. Like <laughs> he got he got me passing. They work for you. They need yeah. your votes, right? So if you want stuff done, like find out who your local rep. Forget the president. Like the president is the president. Yeah. Oh, he's supposed to, and, he, and really the president is just supposed to be the leader of our of the military. That's what the president was really set out to do. It's just America. We've made him so much more. Right. But the, when they first made a president, the president was only supposed to lead the military, period. That was it. He wasn't supposed to be running the whole country, economics and all this stuff that we have him doing now. It is your local elected officials. Like you want to get stuff done. Them the people you got to find out who's your local official and hold. You want something done? Find Email them. Talk to them. That's where you're going to get stuff done. Right, well, like I, I want, I want Verizon in my neighborhood. I emailed, I emailed David Trump and said, "Why Verizon ain't out here? Why is it only Cox Cable and Pepco in my neighborhood? This ain't right. Like we need, we need free market around here. I need, like we need to get them here. And and he and I guarantee they going they will respond because they want your vote. They want your vote. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, as as we as we wrap up, I do want to shout out um Country Wayne and Shannon Shop for uh. There, um, Country Wayne went on after Cat Williams, of course, and he talked about. Oh, oh Brent, that's your people's, right? Country Wayne. I didn't see you in one of his skits. Don't act all like you don't know what I'm talking about. For y'all that don't know, our very own Brittany Sade starred what? in one of Country Wayne's skits. And I what? think Burger was the one, uh, Kendall Cromartie was the one that told me that Brittany was on a skit. I was like, Brittany ain't on a skit with no damn Country Wayne. He sent it to me and I watched it. I was like, that is Brittany. That, is, that was me. That was me. Um, I, I, you know, I, I definitely know um, of Country Wayne. I definitely respect what he does. Um, 
and respect who he is as a person. So I'll say that. Yes, I know of him. How'd you get in the skit? And was in the skit. I, know um, I actually <laughs> got in the skit more so because of my relationship with his director. So Chase and I have been really cool since like I moved to Atlanta. And so I've done other little like skits. Um, I was in a couple of music videos like years ago um, in, my, in my younger He's years. Um, wasn't no, I wasn't that type of video girl. Like you know, <laughs> and scenes. I can't dance, but um, <laughs> feel like different like skits and things of that nature. And that's just how I I got into the skit and and met Wayne um, was from Chase. He was saying uh, the skits were he was making you know um, twenty million dollars a year off of the damn skits. Yeah, Facebook wow. especially. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Facebook sent me a check for five dollars last month. I know that's right. <laughs> <sighs> hey man, look, that's that's a seed. That's a seed, man. <laughs> that means that means God's in your living room, you know. Right. Yeah. They, they, they um they had me shadow banned though, cause some of my adult content they was they was hating on. So I used to get these a couple they were hundred. Hating on or was it explicit? Man, I mean, he used to be in Facebook jail mind. like once a month. <laughs> He's gone. Exactly. <laughs> They're holding it against me, God dog. Um, my little two hundred dollar check turned into two dollar check. J. Lou, you say what? My little two hundred dollar Facebook check meta check turned into a two dollar meta check. I'm like, come on, hey man, you the one wanted to go to a different audience, man. I told you. <laughs> I blame Kiki and Medina Cocktails, and I blame damn Lex and uh, Drea from damn Poor Minds and Mandy from Hobo Decisions. It's all y'all for. I messed my podcast up coming on here with those shenanigans. Um, but uh, I will say, um, moving on, I just want to get them Nipsey Hustle Award. I did want to acknowledge that content creators, the money is there. They get it. It's there. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Mandy, you're doing your thing. Britt, J. Lou. Hey, let me say let me say this. We walk has they are building communities right now that they built they bought a bunch of complexes out. And I know a marketing director who told me this. Um that and they hired him that they're building communities that they only putting influencers in the house. They putting everything, it's gonna be fully furnished. Oh, communities. like for houses. Fully, fully furnished communities. We walk. They bought they they bought a lot they buying up a lot of land and they making nothing but houses for influencers that it's gonna have like all, so you can do TikTok videos and stuff everything that you need all your podcasting kits all of it is gonna be installed in the place they th that's in the works like right now so yeah. how does that work because I've seen like TV shows where they have like these content houses and you have to get approved to be able to live there right but how how do like we walk how do they benefit from the content? Like, do they have to give a percentage back to WeWalk, or how does that work? Well, from 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 what he from what he told me, and uh, Anthony O'Neill actually talked about it a lot too. Um, um, that they're they've got deals established already with like YouTube, TikTok, and exactly. stuff. So, right, so they already so putting them so they already have deals worked out. They just got the people who, the, for them to stay in these houses, the, it's going to be rent free. You just have mm -hmm. to have amount of content yeah. that you got to put out every yeah. week, and it got <laughs> and, and to stay there, you got to be on a, you got to be hitting for your rent to be free, or yeah. you're gonna stop paying until <laughs> you get yeah. there. 
or you get right, like but it, well, they still get nickels they still getting pennies like we walk making millions and the people putting out you putting out five thousand videos and getting like a, a two thousand dollar check while we walk got you know what i mean a two million dollar check nah nah we, we're not doing we walk we're doing we we walk we gonna walk. We're gonna do we, we gonna walk. Yeah, we gonna walk. <laughs> we gonna walk our own money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Before we get out of here, because um, I did want to go into our after dark topic, but it's been seventeen hours, and y'all are lucky tonight. You never got a seventeen hour podcast from from us in years. We're not gonna give you eighteen hours. But um, uh, anybody see the Kevin Hart movie Lift? I did. On Netflix. I say it was almost good. That's my opinion of it. It was almost good. I was unbelievable as an action star to me. That's all. That's all I can say. Yeah. Come on, man. Look, man. Just because Kat says, "Damn, y'all don't." Oh, here we go. I'm not gonna lie. I like the little like adult spy kids slash. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I kind of liked the movie. I feel like I was very disappointed in the end. Like, I was very disappointed in in how it ended. I'm like, I needed, I needed to, I needed it to make a little bit more sense. Yeah, to me, it felt like you know how they have these great Ocean Eleven type movies. Yeah. You gonna do one like that. Kevin, this is going to be your Ocean Eleven, Kevin, and you're going to be the star. And it's going to be, you know, this and that. It's going to have a suspense. It's going to be on a plane, Kevin. Doesn't that sound crazy? But they dropped the ball. It looked like the overall concept was fine. Didn't it look like the same plane as Soul Plane? That don't, don't sit here and say that that plane did not look the exact same wow. just without the plane. And Kevin, it, 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 it kind of did. It kind of did, Brett. That was pretty uh, good. I liked where it was going. I just wish the storyline, like, I wish I wish we had a wrapped it up better. Yeah, I, bet, I, bet I enjoyed it. watching it. I like, me too, but like I, I said, don't, I don't understand why good. why people won't stay in that lane. You make comedy, make <laughs> me laugh. I don't want to see you being serious. I want to see you. I don't want to see Kevin Hart being an action star. I want make that, me laugh, man. Say it with your chest. That's what I want. If, if you pull it off, if you pull it off, I don't care if you why. Why stay on brand? Stay I, I, I on brand. I talk about politics, pop culture, music, sex. Yeah, sports, yeah like, I, I like diversity, but yeah, just do a better too. job. Yeah, if you have range, I don't mind it. You know you what I'm saying? It. But he it. didn't. And maybe that was <laughs> like, maybe that was just one of those things where it's like he was going to give it a try. Um, the script wasn't good enough. They dropped the ball on the script. The script was yeah. terrible. Like when it's from the first scene, when he sat there with old girl, the whole little love story with him and Tween Oak, it made no sense. Like it was, the whole script was weak to me. <laughs> Yeah, apparently Kevin don't know how to flirt. I was watching his little flirting scenes in a movie. Like, you be getting pussy? It's because you rich, nigga. I don't know. So he's probably used to making women laugh, but in that right. sense, he had to be a little bit more serious. So it, it just us seeing Kevin, we we he he didn't have enough range for us to believe in that character. That that's all that was Indeed. because 
there are comedians who have range and I'm trying to like think of somebody, but there no, are no. actors who have range where it's like, okay. Like Jamie Foxx is like one Jamie. of the best. Exactly. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Shit, think about it. Bill, Bill, Bill Cosby handle the kids. He could. I'm not even going there. Wait, what? Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't do don't do that. No, don't do that. Just cut my mic off. <laughs> oh man! Oh, and it's sad news. They cancel rap shit. Does, does anybody watch rap shit besides me? I watched the first season. I I didn't watch season two. It, it kind of, it kind of fell flat at the at the in, at the season for now. I was surprised that they got a season two. It started mm-hmm. off hot, then it kind of it kind of went down. I I really mm-hmm. I had that's why I hadn't even watched season two because I was like I, it didn't interest me enough that I even care how it ended. I like I like um the show. I like season two. Um, I didn't love it, but I. I I've learned with Easter Ray shows, you just got to give it a chance. Like, you, yeah. there's going to be a lull at some point. I love I, the. I'm, I'm gonna watch it because I love Easter Ray too. I, just for the yeah. support, I'm gonna get. It's all. It's in my watch list just so she'll yeah. get the money. So she'll get the money for for doing it because I'm gonna I'm gonna support the sister even though I ain't even all on the show. I want her to get her money, right? <laughs> it's over now. It's over now. You can, yeah. you, can you can watch season two and and enjoy it, but it's over. Um, but season two, they they got uh just some adult content. It was some some, some uh, uh uh it was it was some brick brick girls sewing off their bodies in uh, season two. Um, that's neither here nor there. But uh, rest in peace to that show. It, it, it is it's had its final episode, and that's the end of that. I love seeing black women on TV. I love seeing black women everywhere for real. It's it, it, she, right, she got she got a, she got a big she got a big contract with Netflix that she oh, she yeah. good yeah she getting a lot of people were talking about like canceling HBO Max because oh, that show go yeah mm. Issa Rae has a big like the people who support Issa Rae support Issa and I'm yeah. all for it because I support her like I like her like as a person and as a creative and and like what she does, but um, why is Randy laughing? I'm laughing at what Josh says, seducing scheme. Somebody in the comments, <laughs> Go ahead. but no, but yeah, people are like, oh yeah, they're can't uh, HBO Max is canceled, honey. Too much HBO money. Max they, they, HBO Max made they made too many deals. They ain't going nowhere. They got they got Discovery. Like you look on them now, they got like twenty different channels built in that they set up deals. They're not like Disney at this point. Yeah, now. it's it's too many. It's too many. It's too much money in the pot for that for them to go somewhere. <laughs> It'd be all right in the year. Yeah. Hey, look, we all black people. All we two news cycles. That's all it takes for us to change our mind. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what happened. I used to work for a television station, and I'm saying, and they know it. Two news cycles I, I'm, I'm is all though, it takes. Uh, HBO Max has has canceled two of my favorite shows. They canceled the Magic Johnson Lakers show, which was phenomenal, and now this. I don't know. I don't know. We, we gonna see. I only needed one. I only needed one season of the Magic Show. They they did like it, I didn't need another. I I got all the history I needed for the Lakers off season. Yeah, that one. was good, man. That's that good. <laughs> I, 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 I understood Jeannie Bus Kareem. I I got a better understanding of the whole organization. Like, look, it, it inspired me though, because look, that man bought that man bought some a losing franchise that nobody wanted, and he's turned it and turned it around and was broke. <laughs> and, and and it's the BS. 
with, with HBO Max. They, the uh, Lakers series ended with the Celtics winning the championship, and rap shit ended with the other with the the white girl setting off into the spotlight. So it's uh, like the, the protagonists have, have lost when these shows have ended. I don't like it. I don't like it. But I didn't see this movie. I don't mind that. Brittany on the cookies. Oh, oh, she got some cookies. <laughs> I'm gonna order, order my back. Order me some tomorrow. Hey, no, hey, hey, no, we gotta go there when I when I'm down next when I when I'm yeah. down for my birthday. We got we stopping by there. Bet. Yeah, you yeah. I'm, 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 I'm down next. I'm down next month. We go. We we gonna we. Hey, all of us might to hook up. We we come. I'm I'm celebrating my my birthday in Atlanta next week next month. Boom. Let's oh, get yeah. Has anybody seen Book of Clarence? Does anybody, Does anybody know want to see is? the book of Clarence? This was <laughs> I know, yeah. It only I'm, did I'm $4 million in the box I'm office. It did what? $4 million. And it, it cost $40 million to make. It, it is a absolute a, flop. Yeah, that's that's worse than a flop. They ain't even they can't they can't even pay the crew. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wanted to see it. I did want to see it. I still want to see it. It, it, it looked intriguing. Was there enough like marketing behind it? I knew about it. I, I won't say that. Um, when is it? Is it? Is it? Is it's on a theater? Is it in the theater? I, yeah, and they, yeah, it's in the theaters now. Like you, like they really. I think even looking at the marketing of it, you don't even. You can. I've seen the trailer five times, and I have no clue what this movie is about. <laughs> like, like, now, that, like, that is true like, straight, I watched him do a whole interview on Fox. He was in DC, did an interview on yeah. Fox News talking about the, the movie, and I still don't know what it's about. What I do want to see though is the Bob Marley movie. That's that comes yeah, yeah. out. That yeah, comes yeah. out Fe February no, hold, 14th. Hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Going too fast. We we, we we where were we at? So the book of Clarence, does anybody hear the soundtrack? Oh, There's yeah. a Jay-Z and D'Angelo, a nine-minute Jay-Z and D'Angelo song on the soundtrack. Wow. Um, got Lil Wayne, Shaba Ranks. It's a lot of different artists on there that you wouldn't expect. Shaba? back. And um, <laughs> I thought that this was going to be a big thing, but apparently I'm the only person that was curious about the movie. But I, I, I shared with you, Randy, my confusion. Because I sort of, oh, so this dude is like a uh, dude imitating Jesus and... and like what? Yeah, that's what it felt like. And then I saw Jay Z interview, and I was like, "That's not what it's about." So what the fuck is it about? Um, and my man Smee went and saw supposed to debrief and have a, a whole conversation about it, but oh, Burger said he should have dropped it on Tubi. Goddamn! <laughs> oh Goddamn. my god! Yeah, yeah. He just, he, but he just told me that, uh, that I didn't even know Rupert Murdoch owns Tubi. I didn't that's, know that either. I didn't know that either. Like that's a bomb. Like. But after you know, after watching Succession, it makes sense. <laughs> you know I mean? And I really, um, I, I'm in season control, two. Control the narrative, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in season two, so I'm 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 actually enjoying Succession. I think you don't want to tell me about it, Randy. Um, it, so I'm, I'm enjoying. I, it shows you how it's a, it's a true story of how media runs the world. Like the president caught like these people. That's why that's why people like like my man who why Bezos. He don't care about Amazon no more. He owned the post. The post is way more powerful to own than Amazon. Amazon just gives him money. The post gives him power. Right? It's a narrative. It gives him power. Yeah. It makes the president calls him on the phone now and be like, hey, can you drop this story? You know what I mean? Because 
because the, it's the it's the news who picks the president. That's that's a very good point. Tweet, tweet that it's the news who picks the president. And uh, in music, aside from the Jay Z D'Angelo song, anybody listen to Twenty One Savage? That's one of my favorites out of the young dudes. 21, 21. 21, 21, 21. His new album is out. I, I would recommend you guys pick that up. And uh, what's going on in this game? Kansas City is now up by three points with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it looks pass, like pass. they may hold on and win this. Hey, Mahomes, they 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 just fumbled on the one yard line and got the bill and, and they got the ball back, but I'm yeah. not even really paying attention because my Cowboys. Oh, excuse me, I'm a Ravens fan now. Let me let me correct that. I'm a Ravens <laughs> fan, and um, the Cowboys. I'm tired of that shit and all Cowboys. that good stuff. Exactly, Britt. You are you a Patriots fan? Don't you do all Boston teams? No, I'm a Steelers fan. Oh, hey, all they, right. Shout oh, out you and Jay Lou. You and Jay Lou. Yeah, so yeah, mad at me because I'm, I'm a new Ravens fan as of like yesterday. So that's good, Ravens. My 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 boo is a right. My boo is a Steelers fan, so I'm I'm a Steelers fan by default now because of her. Hey, so I, you, you know what? I I love Mike Tomlin though. Mike Tomlin every time every time he talk, don't he feel like your dad talking to you or something? Like you I just want to do you just want to do whatever he's saying. Like mm-hmm. he can make he can literally make me run through a wall. He's a respectable <laughs> like, guy for sure. All I want for Mike Tomlin, I want uh, them to keep the same energy because with him having all these, never having a losing season in 17 years, now the narrative is, okay, he didn't lose, but he didn't win. And I'm like, you wouldn't say that if he, you wouldn't be saying that if he was white. You'd be congratulating him on never having a losing season in his entire fucking career. I love Mike Tomlin. Um, And especially now, this season, like they've had, I mean. It's a great comeback. I saw. I, yeah. I went. I was at the Baltimore. I went to that game. I was out there freezing in the rain, oh, watching them get in the playoffs. I went to that. Me, me and my baby, we went to that game. We saw that. We was at, We was uh-huh. out there watching that joint. But and look. But here's the thing, though. The Steelers is such a solid organization. It don't even matter what the news say. Out like you. You can. They. They not gonna pay attention to what the news saying. Nope. What they say they should do with Tomlin and all that stuff. No, they, that's why they've only had three coaches in 27 years, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't listen. They they don't care what the media say or what people think. They are the most they are the most solid run organization in the whole NFL, in my opinion. Period. That's why, like they they nobody's had less coaches than them, right? Like you got you had uh, who was, it was Bill Cowher. Who was before Bill Cowher? I, I, it's only three: Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, and and now <laughs> Mike Tomlin. <laughs> How many other franchises can say that? None. 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 The Cowboys need to say it or need to do something. We need to give. We should have had Mike Tomlin. I don't know why. Carver got. He, he, you know. You know. Y'all still. They renewed. He back next year. I know. Just if you didn't. Know. I, well, I'm, I'm a Ravens fan now, so it don't even matter. But Mike Sirianni got. Mike Sirianni got fired today. Eagles coach is out. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, I it happened while it happened while we was here. Somebody somebody just texted me and said it while we while we was on the show that he got fired. Oh, dang. I thought they were saying my brother-in-law's uh, Eagles win. I mean, they, they obviously, he lost the locker room because I don't know what happened to the Eagles. I don't know Man, what happened. Thir- went 13 games and end like that? The, the, no, I call them the Sheagles. The Sheagles should be so ashamed <laughs> of themselves. Now, what you call the commanders? Um, About to be winners. 
Whatever. Yeah, I got message, but I don't think he, I don't think he going. Man, we got the best. We got the best. We hired the best GM in the whole in, in the NFL. Like everybody oh, been trying to get everybody been trying to get this man to leave San Francisco for years, and he would not leave. And he said, and they asked him why did he leave, and he said, because if you look at the opportunity, he's like the infrastructure here is to build something great. We got more draft picks, more money than we've ever had ever and we and we cleaning out the closet and then we got an owner now who's from here who's from here who wants to restore you know what i mean so think so think about somebody he grew up here and he just he just want the love back he don't care about all that stuff like our last owner he wanted to make money this dude he now josh want to make money too now i mean he's a billionaire but he's from here and we got hometown and magic been in the streets like stuff that they ain't showing Stuff that they don't show. You got to be here to see, like, what Magic doing on the, like, they work Magic. They he work. They working him. Like Josh out Magic in the streets. Like he be in the neighbor. He be in the neighbor. He was at Baloo. Yeah. He was at. He was at. He was at Baloo. You know what I'm saying? He hitting all the high schools. He in the neighborhoods. He in the projects. Like Magic is hitting the streets, and that's okay. building stuff back. Dion's gonna ultimately coach in the NFL. Who? Dion Sanders. Um, yeah, it sure. is a part. He says he doesn't want to. He keeps saying he doesn't want to. Dion love um, money. They keep trying right. to talk De- him into it. Dion love money. As soon as the, the price year, is right. <laughs> the end of next year, when the Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy, hopefully they'll bring in Dion. He'll coach my Cowboys. I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, holler at his people and like tell your dad to come to the Cowboys, figure it out. DeAndre, figure it out. Um, but. I hope so. One hey, of my damn. favorite players all time. Damn. One of my favorite Cowboys of all time. Come back and save my team, so I can stop being a Ravens fan. Ravens gonna win the Super Bowl. That's why, that's why I'm a Ravens fan. Shout out to the Ravens. Let's go. My Super Bowl MVP. Sound good to me. I definitely want to thank my uh, team of Avengers for assembling. We had Iron Man, uh, 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 the Incredible Hulk, um, uh, Loki. Black Panther, and uh, we, we had, what we gonna call Brit? Who was Brit? Brit was uh, what was my girl name? Uh, uh, Margot, not Margot Robbie. My girl, uh, Black Widow. Black, Black Widow. Black Widow. That's right. That's right. And we got the Black <laughs> Widow. So Avengers have assembled every week. I will have a different uh, lineup of Avengers, and we will give you the best product that we can. I really enjoyed doing the show tonight. I loved it to. J. Lou, probably my, my, well, J. Lou and Britt, probably two of my favorites. You know what I'm saying? But now, Rain, they got to throw you in there as one of them, too, because you came in and did your thing. We're going to of applause. The guy who never did a podcast before. My first one. Came in and showed up. Came in and showed up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pause. Whoa. Wait a minute. We're not popping any men's service tonight, okay? <laughs> not gonna do any of that. But um, I definitely want to thank y'all for uh, being here tonight, making the show everything that it was. And I want to thank you guys for listening. The whole damn Randy brought the whole family out. The whole family was here tonight, listening to the damn podcast. And I want everybody in the chat. You see, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mama, hey, my mama, mother was here. What's up, man? She, had, she was in the joint for a minute. She, had, she said she had to go. She texted me. She dropped in. She ain't stay long. You know she don't do. She don't do Facebook like that. Yeah, she popped. She popped in. Though. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, I know the episode will be up first thing five a.m. in the morning. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Go to Apple Podcasts, like and subscribe. All that helps. That will change my four dollar meta checks into four hundred dollar meta checks, and then I can start paying everybody. 
So please, please like and subscribe. And uh, look for the clips dropping on Instagram all week. I'm going to chop up some of the stuff Randy said. I'm going to chop up Brittany and them damn cookies. Get the J. Lou chop up in there as well. And um, enjoy the rest of your night. Oh, if you're listening to this on Monday morning, have a great fucking day. Do the work to be the person that you want to be. Man up and woman up. And on that note, uno. Draw for, uh, hold on, draw for, draw for, skip you, skip you, reverse you, reverse you, reverse you, mystery card, uno. I'm out. We out. <laughs> Peace. Peace.